Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. So Nancy Pelosi has landed in Taiwan. Currently, she has a whole bunch of police surrounding her hotel. I believe it's the Hyatt. I'm only saying that because there's photos of it happening. Otherwise, I suppose it'd be a security issue. China has vowed to encircle Taiwan, and apparently they're performing live fire drills surrounding the entire island nation. So things are certainly getting spicy. And I just got to say, my friends, nothing's going to happen. I really doubt anything. I I don't think China's going to risk their economic position over Nancy Pelosi. But everybody's really worried and they're wondering why it is that Nancy Pelosi decided to do this. Mitch McConnell and 25 other Republicans have come out in support of her move. We've been talking about it because none of us know exactly why she's she's going there. Although many people are speculating that's because she's probably buying stock in this semiconductor production company who's going to be moving to Arizona. And, you know, I don't know. That's that's her MO. But I don't, I don't know if that's actually the case. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. And then we've got probably my favorite story of the day. Donald Trump the other day endorsed Eric, just Eric, in Missouri. Which Eric? We don't know. There are three. And when reached for comment, his, his, his office said, the endorsement speaks for itself. I, I love this man. I just, you know, the irreverence is, is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, when I, when I talk about putting a 96-foot billboard of my rooster on Times Square, you know, our co- rooster, you know that we're trying to have a good time and just kind of, you know, give people a laugh. And then Donald Trump does something like this on a major primary day. And I can't imagine it was an accident that you endorsed three people. And, and two of the front runners are both Eric, and they both claim to have spoken to him on the phone and been endorsed by him. I think Trump is trolling people because he's sitting there, he's laughing and he knows what he's doing. So we'll talk about that. And, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband is going to be arraigned for a DUI. So this should get really, really interesting. A bunch of other stories. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work. As a member, you get access to all the shows that we're launching. Oh, I shouldn't do that. I, I, I should not open the website when because it's alive. Anyway, go to TimCast.com. We got Tales from the Inverted World. We got Cast Castle's first promo episode. It's going to be coming up next week. It's longer. Might actually be like 40 minutes because we actually do a tour of the house and explain, you know, what's going on. And uh, you'll also get access to the uncensored After Hours Timcast IRL interview show, which we will have up for you with all our guests at 11 p.m. tonight. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight, we have Angela McArdle. Hey there, thanks for having me back. Pull that up a little bit. And uh, you want to uh, introduce who you are? Sure. So my name is Angela. I am the chair of the National Libertarian Party. That's what I do. Right on. We've, uh, you were on just not that long ago, and it was really interesting to hear about the uh, the Mises Caucus taking over the Libertarian Party. So should be interesting as we talk about all the primaries that are happening today. Big ones. Carrie Lake, for instance. Yeah. She's going to win. Uh, we got Corey DeAngelis hanging out. Hey, Corey DeAngelis, senior fellow at the American Federation for Children. Last time I was here with you guys was two years ago, right two before all ago. the school closures happened in March of 2020. I think it was like two weeks before the whole nation locked down. So a lot has happened on the education front uh, since the last time I was on. Republicans are apparently up on the issue of education for the first time yeah. in like, what, three decades or something? Yeah, basically for the first time ever. I mean, just ever. in 2017, Gallup had Democrats up by 19 percentage points. 
and I tweeted this out just a little bit ago. And for the first time ever, you have two polls came out last month. You have the American Federation of Teachers, which is one of the biggest teachers unions in the in the U.S., a leftist organization, plus the Democrats for Education Reform also had a poll last month, both of them finding Republicans up by one to three percentage points on the issue of education. So it's a seismic shift in support. We have the misery index coming out showing <laughs> that Democrats are doomed. And I, I just want to tell everybody, whether it's true or not, you got to get three of your friends out. You got to go vote, especially right now, especially if you're in Arizona. If you're in Arizona and you didn't go go and vote, uh, well, then you're making a mistake because Arizona is a big deal right now. And, uh, you know, we had Carrie Lake on the show. I'm a big fan. She's uh, we expect her to win. But uh, here's what I got to say. You know, they're projecting 30 to 40 seats lost in, in, in the House. Now is the time when you can see your enemy in retreat. You get all your friends. You call everyone you know, your mom, your brother, your sister, your cousins, your niece, your nephew, and say, guys, come on. We're all going to vote, and we're going out for pizza. So now it's time to do it. So uh, thanks for joining us, man. We also got Ian. Hi, everybody. Back from Ohio. I took a nice vacation for the last uh, couple days. Get some fresh air. Clean my mind. Great to see you guys again. Corey, I mean, the school choice thing. Well, you were a pioneer, and Dude. this is like before the nonsense of, of people having Zoom calls with mm-hmm. DC and these weird Crazy. stuff that teachers are telling. really, I'm that, happy to see I mean, see all, you all of the closures and the teacher unions overplaying their hand have really supercharged the movement for school choice. 2021 was the year of school choice. We just talked about Arizona with Carrie Lake uh, up in the polls for today's election. Arizona just passed the gold standard of educational freedom. Every single family, regardless of income, will be able to take their kids' education Amazing. dollars to public, private, charter. That's apocalyptic school. for leftists Yeah, because they don't have out. kids. But we'll get into all it's that a stuff. beautiful evolution. Yeah. And uh, Lydia is on vacation. So Chris is here. He's Hey, handling, what's up, everyone? Handling all of the live production and everything else. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into this first story. The apocalypse is nigh, my friends. Political reports. China vows to encircle Taiwan with military drills in response to Pelosi's visit. Tensions reach their most precarious point in more than a quarter century. Forget the politico. Let me show you the visual. From 12 p.m. August 4th to 12 p.m. August 7th, the Chinese People's Liberation Army will conduct important military exercises and training activities, including live fire drills in the following maritime areas and their airspace. They're just announcing they're going to surround Taiwan and start firing into the air while Nancy Pelosi is in Taiwan. I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think so. Well, I'll I'll put it this way. This is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to be naive and optimistic or biased to assume nothing could happen, you know, because we often talk about the battle at Fort Sumter, Fort Sumter, mm-hmm. when no one thought a civil war would break out. So they're like picnicking on the hillside. Are we falling into that trap? Are we sitting here being like, ah, they're not going to do anything to Pelosi or. No, but- <laughs> we, we have to fear corporate and medical tyranny, not war on country on country. They do not want to pose two great economies against each other where they can suck us dry of our interest back to the Federal Reserve. We're not, we're not staring down real nuclear war. I don't think. Now we could be staring down some stupid sanctions. Mm. Which they're already doing right on Taiwan. They're banning imports of fish or or whatever it is. Um, I don't know if it's in response to this, but I mean, at the end of the day, when you're banning imports, you're shooting yourself in the foot uh, by reducing by um, reducing the amount of resources that can get into your country. So ultimately, Chinese consumers will be the ones who are hurt by these types of sanctions. I mean, it's true, but you see those videos of all the Chinese citizens like outside the banks, they're unable to pull money out. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, China says it's now or never. Yeah. Is it, and considering how close Taiwan is 
to China and considering China considers Taiwan to be China, there's a line. You know what I mean? Like the, the CCP might just say, you know what? That's the line. Our, our economy is, is shot. Our pe- we can't, people can't withdraw money from their banks. We're already facing this threat of, you know, Trump and, and, and the United States as an economic force is, is probably not going to last. They might be thinking, and this is why I, I, I don't want to, you know, oh, I exaggerate what might happen. But I, just wanna, I, I also don't want to ignore the possibility. China could be looking at this like we can wait mm. two years. Donald Trump gets reelected, trade war again, economic crisis on our end. We start losing manufacturing or they can say, you know what? Shore up our defenses now. Make the move before they do. And that might work out. I hate to say it, but it might work out OK. It might work out just fine. As long as the United States doesn't go after them with aggressive military action. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what's going to happen? I mean, I feel for the people in Taiwan. Absolutely, I do. I do. But is, is Taiwan a sovereign nation? I mean, if you ask Americans, the answer is yes. Do What are Americans, what's that based on? Like, what's their basis for making that assessment? That Taiwan is a sovereign nation? Has like it, the, the history of Taiwan and China? I don't know. I, what, what do you mean? Re- officially the Republic of China. This yeah. is where the old Chinese yeah. government fled when Mao staged his insurrection. And right. so basically this occupying force, the CCP, isn't the real government of China. It's the Republic. Right. But the United States officially does not recognize Taiwan as right. its own country. Right. And so doing that would be a huge leap, huge leap. And it would have a lot of implications. Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't like Nancy Pelosi all that much. I think she's a hypocrite on the on, when it comes to education, for example. Um, but I don't think her going over to Taiwan and meeting with people's going to be considered a real act of aggression for one because it's not but um i think we i think the chinese government might be more concerned about us funding taiwan and actually providing subsidies to them uh which could change the the dynamic of of power in the future um yeah i'm surprised so many people exist in this political mindset that like china is a bunch of imbecile children like do you think russia is sitting there going like how oh, those Ukrainians keep eating fighter jets somehow? Or do you think they're saying we're at war with America? Right. Oh, they totally are. Do you, is, is China sitting there being like, we know the U.S. doesn't think Taiwan is a country. Or do you think they're saying the U.S. is funding Taiwan so they can rebel against us? And if it wasn't for U.S. involvement, we would have Taiwan now. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. I think it's probably somewhere in between. I think that... that I think it's explicit. Well, the United States is definitely being an economic opportunist in this. And I think that we're really, our government is pushing it as far as they can go. But if China actually stepped in and put troops on Taiwan and started a situation like like we're seeing in Russia and Ukraine, I don't know if the United States is going to send troops over. I, I agree. I, th- I think we've got, uh, you know, the strike group carriers, warships that are heading right. into the region, which is why China's announcing this. Because they're basically saying, back off. I, I Obviously, the U.S. is the only reason China hasn't just invaded Taiwan. I mean, maybe 
the fact that Taiwan does have its own defense, but of course we're we're supporting them in many ways. We 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 utilize Taiwan for tons of business. If it weren't for us, they would not have as much economic development, and they wouldn't have the resources to defend themselves. It looks and, like and the, at the same time we uh, benefit China with with trade as well. So they might not want to have an active aggression against Taiwan because they don't want to lose yeah, economic if, trade. No, uh, not if us. they're already hurting. Not if not if Trump's yeah. already started a trade war with them. Not if their banks are already in dire straits. Not if the sentiment of the American people is that in couple two to four six years we're going to strip all the manufacturing away from China, stop doing these deals with Chinese-made products. If they're planning ahead, I got to say it looks to me like the next four years is going to be made in America. Donald Trump, he's running again. Yeah. He's he's I, I, I they have to pull Joe Biden out. That right there is re- is red flag sirens for for the Democrat chances of winning. What are they going to do? AOC? <laughs> Actually, well, we have the uh, we have the article we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I there's no way AOC beats Trump. No. Knock on wood, because I, maybe something happens. Well, but no, if Trump wins, he's going to say he's go- exactly what he said. Do you remember when he had that quote? Michael Moore brought it up. He went to the auto manufacturers and said. If you make your cars overseas, I will charge you a 30% tariff to bring them in and no one will buy them. Yep. And then what do we see? In Michigan, they reopened plants. They brought the, the cars back from uh, the plants from Mexico. And then as soon as Trump's out, all of a sudden they shut it down. They're moving things back out yep. again. China knows this. They know it better than we do. I can only imagine that they're like looking at their watch saying, we hope Trump doesn't win. According to Wikipedia, Taiwan is part of the Republic of China, which is a country. And Taiwan, there's 168 islands. Of, in the Republic of China, Taiwan makes up like ninety nine point nine eight percent of yeah. the land mass, so it is its own country, the Republic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, okay. So, so, the last poll uh, that was released out of the Hill has Trump up against Biden by what eight points? It's like not really? even close. Um, Biden's done. I mean, <laughs> did you see that, that there was a video that came out that everyone thought was a deep fake because yeah. his eyes are like lasered <laughs> and he's like. You got it. It's like, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think it's a deep fake. I think they just gave him uppers. Well, is he going to get better or worse between now and 2024? That's a real question. It's like they're 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 giving him these pills, and it's like squeezing blood from a turnip. You know, like there's yeah. n- nothing left to get out of this this man. They're probably pumping him full of things to fortify his <laughs> blood. This poor man. They're they're he's getting how much you want to bet he gets like IV treatments oh no for time. real oh I, I used to get them yeah you can get all kinds of nice little Vitamins. vitamin cocktails and we they were, can put a lot more in it than that we we get NAD because Joe Rogan yeah. you know he, he told me he's like you got to do the NAD and then I was like I'm not gonna do it as much as he does we'll do it sometimes yeah you guys but, think uh, Gavin Newsom has any shot at the Democratic primary yeah. yes absolutely yeah. I just don't think they can win yeah but look you know. You know, we can't. I can't see everything. You know, I've I've made some good political predictions. I've made some some big bad ones. And you know, for the most part, it's like here's what I think might happen. And I, and that's why I try to just say, you know what, man, all that matters is it's primary day right now. Midterms are really really close, three months away. Forget who you think is going to win. Just get all your friends, every single one. You know what you should do? Tell your friends you're going to go vote. Call them all up, every single one. Post, hey, we're all, we're meeting here this time. We're all going to go vote. And um, like if you live in the right in the same district mm-hmm. or whatever, and if they if they're grumbling or whatever, just say, hey, we're going to go out for pizza on the way. We're stopping to vote. Then we're going to get pizza. There you go. That's what you do. I, I like think it. Eric's going to win that race. I do, too. Yeah. One of them. I mean, Trump, Eric. Trump endorsed him. So <laughs> in Missouri, 
You saw that? Yeah, he's probably got something good going for him if, what is, if Trump may, you, you, have, you, may or may not have endorsed him. You were mentioning like Trump him. Trump endorsed someone else with the wrong last name and first yes. name or whatever. Yeah, like, wasn't that, did he like, laugh? Was that J.D. Vance's race? Like he endorsed one of the first names and then the last name of the other guy and everybody's like, well, who? <laughs> is, is he Trump? really just trolling us on all, in all these endorsements? See, this, is a, this is what I love about Donald Trump. You know, it's like his foreign policy was some of the best I've seen. Um, and I, I can talk all about getting our troops out of the Middle East, North Korea. I bring it up all the time because these things I think are important. I, I, I absolutely despise. I, I did a segment today talking about China, talking about Pelosi, uh, Middle East. You know, we had the drone strike to, uh, on that Taliban leader and all this stuff. And I just absolutely despise the American war machine, bureaucratic state, military industrial complex and intelligence industrial complex. If they if they came and were honest with legitimate purposes for what the U.S. were yes. to do overseas, I'd be like, wow, this is serious stuff. It's just lying. Everything is just not true. And it's exemplified by nothing they ever say aligns with what the supposed interests are. You know, like, uh, here's an example. What really pisses me off is Joe Biden's quid pro quo with Ukraine. When he says, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not going to billion dollar loan guarantee. Mm. Then he says, I did this because the prosecutor was corrupt. And then we got someone in who was good. The funny thing is the prosecutor was investigating Burisma, the, the founder of Burisma. As soon as Biden gets him fired, the founder came back to Ukraine. And then as soon as Trump came in, the founder fled. Sounds a whole lot like Biden was covering for Burisma because his son worked there. So don't give me this BS. They're spitting in our faces. Now, when they talk about the need for Taiwan and the, and the, and the South China Sea, I'm like, you are just liars. The Gulf of Tonkin. That, w- that happened in, what was it, the 70s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the false flag to get us involved. 60s. 60s. 60s? Yeah. False flag, you're right. Late so. 60s. To get us involved in Vietnam. I was not alive. I grew up hearing the story about how we were attacked. And then I think it was in the 2000s they finally admitted, like, oh, yeah, we kind of staged that thing. You know, it's, so we could right. force America so that we could draft people. So you know what? I'm done with it. Donald Trump can come in and he can say, we're bringing all the troops out. I'll be like, yeah. good, you deserve it. Because the United States is not justified. I know China's got Africa and South, uh, South American oil explore, exploration and development and the Belt and Road Initiative. These things are a big threat. We're going to have a multipolar world where there's potential for real world conflict. But the United States, the, the, the deep state, bureaucratic state, military industrial, industrial complex has done nothing to unify Americans, to justify any of these incursions. So you know what? I want Donald Trump to come in, fire everybody, start fresh. That sounds good to me. I'm man. with you. I used to be very anti- imperialist in general just like down with the military industrial complex and then now recently i'm like replace it with what there's gonna be a military complex on earth whether it's the american one or Mm. the chinese one or whatever yeah but it could be national defense as opposed to national offense yeah well but that's what they think that's what they say right like the reason we we are in afghanistan is because they're like well we leave it's a power vacuum you'll get terroristic entities you'll get china and i'm like hey yeah i i hear all that but you lied to us to, to bring us there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, I, no, that's not how I play. You need to give us a legitimate justification. And was the Afghanistan war a huge success? Did we change oh, yeah, Biden, did we just leave? It was a success for Halliburton. <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah. who look, else made money off of it? They, they, I, I, it's just, look, I've been following some of this stuff. I'm not going to pretend to know more than those who have access to confidential mm-hmm. information. I don't. So my position is only, yo, all I know is you're wrong and you're lying. And whenever we say, please justify what you're doing, they give us BS. Barack Obama killed a 16-year-old American citizen, Abdurrahman Alalaki. And they said, oops. I'm like, that's it? Sorry, you're done. My, 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 my uh, consent has been rescinded 
for what you what you were doing. I'm a little kid. I'm like, I don't know all about this stuff. I get older. I'm like, hey, I got questions about this. Then Obama's like, we're going to come in and pull our troops out. And then he gets in. He goes, I'm going to blow up those kids. Too many. Right. And I'm just like, dude, mm-hmm. no, nah, none of this. Troops uh-uh. out, drone strikes in. Yeah. You know, look, Donald Trump pulled our troops out of the Middle East and we got more drone strikes. I can understand what Trump was doing in that capacity. <laughs> Bringing our troops out means you're, you're pulling out this, this, the American power structure, which displaced the existing power structure and caused a huge problem, create, created ISIS. And now as we're pulling back, we need to basically prevent an, ex, an expansion of, say, ISIS. I don't blame Trump for the fact that other presidents started wars. I don't blame Barack Obama for the fact that George W. Bush started wars. I blame Barack Obama for drone striking children, for drone striking military aged males, and then putting more troops in the Middle East. I blame the administrative state for lying to us about why our troops are over there. And I, and I credit Donald Trump for trying to get us out. Not that he did everything perfectly, far from it. But no new wars, pulling our troops out. I thought it was a good thing. I want to see Trump go in and fire every one of these people. Nancy Pelosi, I'm sick of it. Get these incumbents out. I'm just so I'm fed up with this stuff. I wish that they were honest. But like if they were to be like, we're in Afghanistan because we want to harvest the hair with the poppy for the opiates so that we can make fentanyl and and then get enrich our pharmaceutical companies. If they were like, I mean, I think that's what we're doing over there amongst the oil extraction. I mean, ending the drug war here would probably help to ease that pain. Hmm. How would you do that? How would you do that? By decriminalizing mm. the production and manufacture and distribution and consumption of opioid products, including heroin, which is a wildly unpopular idea, but it's it would it, open it, the market up to to being able to actually verify if something was laced with fentanyl, if it was safe. It would make treatment much more normalized. Um, it did this in you Portugal, could tax it. Right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> You're like, oh. no, none of that. I mean, it could happen, but, it, you know, and from a libertarian perspective, that makes my skin crawl. But I'm much more grossed out by the thought of us killing citizens in mm. other countries, you know, and calling it collateral damage. That's an awful thing. Because I look I, I look at Fast and Furious, you know, with Obama giving the cartels yep. weapons. These These people are not your friends. They do not have the best interests of America at heart. You look at what happened with Michigan with the Whitmer plot. Yep. And then you see in the trial, it's like, oh, they were almost all informants orchestrating the thing from the get-go. And the guys, I think the, the jury ruled two of them were entrapped. Like, these people are not your friends. But you know what else I realized from all of this? Nobody's in charge. I, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, we, we talk about how there is uh, in China, you can't, you can't have a show like this criticizing your own government in China. <laughs> and then I was like, why do we? I mean, they certainly don't like me. They want to get us banned. They don't have as much power here. Yeah. Like I, what I mean is the, the political elites, the uniparty, the bureaucratic state, no single group has enough power to destroy another group. And so there's a constant, you know, battle for power. Right. There are people of principle who are like, we should have decentralized power. They get exploited by liars, cheaters and thieves. Yeah, it's better than China, though, you know, so I'll take it. Well, there's, but there's no guarantee it's going to stay that way. Even though we have a constitution, you have uh, people on uh, judges that. They'll just interpret it a certain way and they'll say, well, I know it says this, but um, I don't think constitutions limit governments in the long term. They limit them, but they but it's not a guaranteed limitation. Did you see in Pennsylvania, the the Supreme Court just ruled that mail in voting is allowed. And I'm like, the Constitution explicitly, explicitly says in the Pennsylvania Constitution that absentee balloting has to follow these rules. And they went, yeah, but universal mail in is a different word. (laughs) Amazing. 
I mean, we, we have a lot of activist judge, judges in the education realm. For example, West Virginia just passed a very expansive school choice program in 2021. They're getting families signed up. Over 3,000 families were already signed up for the program. And a judge that was previously endorsed by the teachers unions, previously funded by the teachers unions, um, a circuit judge ruled to, to stop the program for whatever argument they Is wanted to make. West Virginia? West Virginia. They had a uh oh the biggest victory of school choice in 2021. And now the judges are jamming it up. And they're saying, and they do this every, the teachers unions fund people to, to try to block uh, I am, using any, any mechanism they can. I am a huge fan of the Free State Project. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this a while ago. I don't want to take away from that. A lot of people are talking about moving to New Hampshire to join that. And that that's a good thing. But I got to tell you, man, I am getting more and more interested in affecting massive political change as it pertains to West Virginia in the direction of freedom and, and liberty and libertarianism. Because we had uh, our Senator Shelley Moore uh, Capito vote for gun control in West Virginia supporting. Yeah. No, 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 no. So the one thing I don't want to do and why I've been somewhat reluctant to be, you know, too active is move here two years ago and then all of a sudden be like time to throw money at local politics and like you know I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't like the idea that someone would do that especially because we have a successful company but one thing that did happen was I had locals who were uh, concerned about critical race theory in schools and they asked if I would contribute to them you know putting up a billboard and I was like whatever you know it was super cheap to put up a billboard saying like no CRT or something and I'm like that's what I say anyway and now I'm thinking like Maybe, maybe considering this is the second most Trump supporting state, I don't think people would be upset if I came in and said, we're going to support values, you know, freedom, liberty, individualism, and, and all of this stuff, and maybe just start doing what we can politically, maybe with just messaging with local ads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be involved in overt politics, but I'll sure. definitely be involved in messaging, spreading the word. School choice is a must. Absolutely. Well, Gun well, rights. Absolutely. That's what you already do. So yeah. it's just an extension, really, of what you're already yeah. doing. And honestly, it's a defensive maneuver because you're doing it in reaction to policies that have been passed that are, you know, that basically it's like they're spitting in your face. On and the, I mean, the other side's doing it, too. So if we don't play the political, the political process, then then we lose. Correct. West Virginia is awesome. And, you know, it's it's. I have this, there's this quote of me. I think the Mises caucus actually made it because I said it on the show. I said, you know, back during the Ron Paul revolution days, I was like, I don't agree with a lot of his worldview when he talks about like, you know, his religious perspective or things like that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I prefer him over everyone else because he was like, I'm going to leave you alone. And I was like, hey, I dig it. Okay, I'll be over here doing my thing with my friends and you go over there and then we got no beef. I'll come and I'll share, you know, we'll, we'll do trade when we do trade, but we'll do our thing. Yes. He made a bunch of really great points. He was like, if you want socialism in America, just make a socialist come. You know, it's stopping you. Yep. Why are you trying to go and take everyone else's stuff? And I'm like, he's right. You know, like me and my friends, we had our little hippie houses where we all like lived in a shoebox apartment sharing rent so that we could work less. You're free to do so. I, I dig right. it. I, I like that idea. So I, I like coming to West Virginia. 
And then what I see is people walk around with guns, people get along. It's just, there are some issues. It's funny, like weed's super illegal, but like in Maryland, it's not. But then in Maryland, guns are super, super illegal. And I'm like, listen, I want to be able to, what's the, what's the shirt? I want to buy uh, weed. Wanna... I want to buy weed from my gay married neighbor yep. with Bitcoin yep. while, you know, carrying my weapon to protect, protect yes. myself in the yep. process. You know, can we just, like, you're not hurting anybody. The action of should, should be stopped. We shouldn't be doing this pre-crime stuff. Yeah. And I think um, this socialist doomsday scenario could turn out in the future if we don't free kids from the government school system. And I think, you know, hey, I haven't been here in two years, but a lot has changed over the last two years. And I think part, part of that is because when the government school teachers unions closed the schools for so long, even lobbied the, the CDC to do so, families started to see that the schools that they thought their kids were in, that they otherwise thought were doing a good job based on the state ratings or whether they were getting good grades on their report cards, started to see that there was another dimension of school quality that they hadn't really thought about as much, which is whether the school is teaching in a way that aligns with your family's values. So you mentioned CRT earlier. There's gender ideology in the classroom now as well. And uh, just left versus right bias in the classroom as well. That could, uh, that's really uh, increased the momentum for school choice as well. Let me, let me pull up this tweet from you, actually. So uh, Corey A. DeAngelis on Twitter says the GOP has a golden opportunity to become the parents party. And you linked to this, uh, this, this data showing that Republicans are now favored on the issue of education for basically the first time ever. Yep. Is, is it really ever? Yeah, well, according to this chart, it's going back two decades at least. And I don't recall a time of Democrats ever being uh, down on the issue of education. This is a seismic shift. It's like a double digit swing in the other direction. This is apocalyptic for the left. Yep. Because as we often mention, and I, I'm not, I don't mean to be crass, they're substantially more likely to abort their, their children. They're substantially more likely to give uh, drugs to their children, which will prevent the ability to reproduce. They're substantially more likely, just in general, not to have families. So the saying goes, leftists don't have kids, they have yours. Mm. They need to be able to convert the children of moderates and conservatives. Otherwise, their ideology ceases to exist. And this is why Terry McAuliffe in Virginia had to say, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. It's a deeply ingrained belief that the kids belong to the government schools. This idea that it takes a village. Well, it turns out it's a deeply unpopular belief, especially after the school system treated families so bad after the past couple of years. And I think the opponent, the Republican, Glenn Youngkin, tapped into something which could be a blueprint for success for the GOP and libertarians as well uh, going forward. Because how are you going to defend that this idea that parents shouldn't have a say in their kids' education? Yeah, it's, a, it's insane for any ideology, too. It doesn't just because it happens to be um, on the backs of people that were like talking to kids about sexuality. It doesn't matter. You want to talk to kids about religion and tell them not to tell their parents. It's still messed up. Yep. You still don't do that stuff. Yep. We have entrusted the public schools. They violated trust, in my opinion. Can you like real quick give an example, like explain what school choice exactly is? Yeah, the money that would have followed you to the government run school on average in the U.S., according to 2019 data from the Census Bureau, was about $16,000 per kid. Wow. If you want to take it to the government school, you can. If you like your public school, you can keep your public school, but for real. But if not, about half of the funding or so, depending on the law that you pass, will follow the child 
usually to something called an education savings account, which the parents could use for private school tuition, for a charter school, for home-based learning options like a micro school, for example. It's the idea that the money follows the child. It's time to start calling this universal school access. Yeah. We advocate for universal school access for all children. You oppose access <laughs> to schooling for children? You monster. With I just call it funding students, not systems. It puts the other side on defense because if you want to fight against me, you have to argue why we should fund the system and not the student. So it's a sure. I'm going to call it universal school access. And look, I'll I'm in do, favor of both. universal school access for, for all families. USA. Tweet it no, out. Listen, listen. A impoverished family should have the right to get access to the school for their kids that they think is right for them. Don't you? I mean, you don't think we should segregate schools, do you? No. And I think that well, kids, there we go. kids in incredibly access. violent dangerous inner city school systems should be able to go to school somewhere else if if the funding is there honestly you know from a libertarian perspective i say just get rid of as as much public (laughs) education as possible but if if it's going to be a fight to do that let's take every step possible and at least let these poor kids have a choice it's it's brutal public school is a brutal violent place for a lot of children oh yeah yep i certainly know that it's terrible yeah you were homeschooled right well Briefly, so before kindergarten, my mom homeschooled me, my brother, my sister. Uh, I think, as the story goes, we were homeschooled the moment we were alive. Yeah. Like she was always, you know, trying to show us things. And then um, I think I learned how to play chess when I was like three. Not that I was good at it. I'm not saying that. But like I was being explained and taught the moves of a chessboard and stuff like that. And then when uh, me and my siblings, we were going to school, we already knew our basic math before even kindergarten. We started with Catholic school, which was private. My family chose it because I thought it was a better school. And then hard times. Uh, after fifth grade, we moved to a public school. And wow, I think this is one of the greatest experiences of my life, to be honest. Going from this, this uh, private Catholic school, which was very strict, but um, not particularly harsh. Just it was like very rigid. Like if you didn't have your tie, you got a misconduct slip and you had to go home and get it signed. And it was like, oh, no, you don't have your little sailor tie. And then you go to this public school where nobody did anything and like you didn't have your homework who cares what are you gonna do about it the kids were doing drugs and then for me to be thrust into that I think was actually a really good thing because I had discipline from a private school private Catholic school then I got to experience the real world very very quickly and so I was like okay I don't want to do those things I see why they're bad but I also see real life Mm -hmm. so there was a net benefit to having experience from a more disciplined place and then realizing just how bad public schools were I mean, I got, I got to tell you, like going from a private school, which, you know, they have their problems too. It's not like it's perfect. And then going to a public school is like, I was not even in school. It was like daycare, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of parents didn't get uh, starting in March of 2020. And then you had some uh, people in the school system saying, I'm doing my job. I'm educating through Zoom. But it's like, well, if, but one of the side benefits of the school system is that you have in-person childcare services. And uh, taxpayers want it, have agreed to pay fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars per year. I would say they don't agree in the current situation either, but they certainly wouldn't have agreed to raise taxes as much as they have if the only benefit you were getting was something that could be um, done via Khan Academy for free. How about Zoom detention? Remember that? Yeah. Log I'm, into no. Zoom and stare at a blank screen for and 30 minutes. And have the cops minutes. come to your house if there was a Nerf gun behind you on the wall. That I, happened too. I had Saturday detention once. I was I was high school very briefly, and I can't remember what happened. I think I cut class or something because it was just so awful. 
And then uh, they did this thing where they changed our schedule. So we're in, you know, I'm in eighth grade and it's like 730 in the morning until 230 is school. And then when we start high school, the local high school says we're doing 1045 a.m. to 530 p.m., which was like a huge shock to all of the freshmen coming in. So I was just like, this is ridiculous. And I left. So I come back and they're like, Saturday detention for you. And then I was like, what happens if I don't come to Saturday detention? Like, you get another one. And I was like, okay. And what happens if I don't go to that? And they're like, you get another one. And I was like, I don't think you're you're understanding (laughs) what this means. And I'm like, okay. And then I just didn't go. Like, nothing happened. It's nonsense. Even then. Now Zoom detention is funny. It's like, turn your tablet on and then sit in your room, I guess. You're like playing video games or I mean, something. And at the yeah. same time, you had the, the teachers union board members vacationing in Puerto Rico saying, there's no way I can go to work in person, but I can be sitting here on the beach uh, tweeting out uh, photos on Instagram. Well, if it was safe enough to travel and vacation, why wasn't it safe enough to go back to work? Ah, oh, they're full of it, man. I, and, and you know, it doesn't even matter. I, I don't want to have a political argument over schools with like like teachers in the unions. I'm like, my attitude is, is strictly, you know, hey, good for them. If you like your teachers and you like what's going on, that's really, really great for you. I think we need universal school access for kids. And, you know, that way, you know, not every teacher is good. And so the parents need to decide, you know, what the proper schooling is, and they shouldn't be barred from that. So if you have a kid who's in a, let me ask you this, is it unreasonable? If you have a kid who lives in a poor area, the parents should be allowed to have that kid go to a wealthier neighborhood school, right? Yep. That's universal universal school access. That's what, that's what we're fighting for, for the underprivileged inner city kids to go to where the rich white kids get to go, All right? And if you look at the, uh, the percentage of people from different backgrounds who are using these existing programs, it tends to be lower income families. Charter schools, you look at National Center for Education Statistics data, more likely to have a higher proportion of non-white students and more likely to have a higher proportion of low-income students. You look at the DC voucher program, for example, where I live, and the average household income of students using that program, I think, is about $28,000 per household in DC. Uh, 95% of the students using the program in DC are black or Hispanic, yet you had the Biden administration coming out against uh, the program uh, with funding following the child. What's, what's their argument against universal school access? You're, you're stealing money from the public schools, to which I respond, the um, <laughs> The money doesn't belong to the government schools. Education funding is meant for educating the child, not for propping up and protecting a particular institution. Why should poor children be barred from going to the fancier, wealthy private schools? We should guarantee universal school access so the families can can, you know, get a voucher and go to the wealthy private school or the public school in the better area universal school access? Well, it's funny is the left supports a whole bunch of initiatives that allow public money, taxpayer funding, to follow the decision of the family for or, or student for higher education. We have the Pell Grant for low-income kids. We have the right. GI Bill for veterans. You can take the money to a public, private, religious, or non-religious university. It doesn't have to go to one particular place based on your address. We do the same thing with Head Start and pre-K programs. The, the families can choose religious or non-religious private providers of pre-K, and that's the funding following the student. We do the same thing with food stamps for grocery stores. You can take the money to Walmart, Trader Joe's, Safeway. You don't have to take the money to a residentially assigned government-run grocery store. What happens if uh, everybody signs on to this and then all the kids from the surrounding area want to go to this one school that's really good? It overloads their, their capacity. Um, they expand. Yeah. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Currently, if everybody wants to go to that school today... They may want to do it in their minds, but they can't do it because they don't have the financial means to do so when they're already paying through the tax system for the government schools. D.C. public schools spend over $30,000 per student per year. 
but like year one. So everyone decides to go to this big, good school and only like 10% of them can get in because they have 10 times the amount. First what come, happens? First do, is it like, do they have to draw a straw? First come, first serve? Do they raise the price because supply and demand? Well, new schools pop up. Yeah. People so, submit applications to open charter schools all the time. And, and schools typically will, will expand. So if in one year, too many students are trying to enroll, they'll say, we've had our capacity. So we've, you know, through a random lottery, these are the ones that are allowed to come. We're sorry, but we will be expanding next year. So you can next year. But in the meantime, and let's say you can't or, go to the best school. You can go to the second best school. It's better than having no choices yeah. at all. Let's let's jump to this. Uh, this next story from The New York Post. Misery Index shows Democrats face midterm rout as voters rage at Biden. I think the issue of schools is going to have is, is obviously having a huge impact on this, yeah. not just the misery index. But basically, uh, for those that aren't familiar, the misery index is looking at inflation, unemployment, gas prices. And it is so bad. Look at this misery index, this, the, the unemployment spike plus the inflation spike. It is just bad news across the board for regular people. This typically indicates there's going to be a major party switch like the Congress is going to flip. Yep. People are just saying we're done with this. I think on top of this, you have what we saw in Virginia with Youngkin. Parents have become a, a voting block, which is hilarious. And the Democrats keep attacking them. <laughs> the end result is going to be, well, it's, it's hopeful. Based on all of the data we've seen, Democrats are going to get purged <laughs> from Congress and the Senate. Yep. Joe Biden's still in the presidency, so it's not like there's going to be a lot of movement. And then if the Republicans can make their argument properly, 2024 comes around. You get a Republican president, and then all of this stuff gets gets shoved through. Donald Trump, one of the big reasons that I said it was August 2020 I was going to be voting for him was because school choice was 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 on his second term agenda. And what I was saying to people is, you've got pushback on the critical race theory in government contracting. We can't have that. But school choice makes the most sense. There's no argument against it. It should be a left wing position. Yep. When you when when I you know so I'm I'm previously mentioning calling a school choice universal school access because the idea is families can choose where to send their their kids they will get a confirmed right now a poor family can't go to go go to a private school but with a school choice program basically they can now that's mm -hmm. that's but you know that's not what they want right they want you in these propaganda indoctrination centers where they can control yeah. what they what you learn as a student and they can just crush the joy out of learning absolutely the, the crazy thing though is school choice is a it should be a left-wing position mm -hmm. i mean if you if you pull the constituents on the ground polling consistently shows supermajority support uh, for example the latest real clear opinion research polling from 2022 finding that 72 percent of americans support school choice funding the following the child to public and private schools that work best for your kid but there was also supermajority support among Republicans, Democrats, and independents. It only comes to the uh, elected officials in the state houses where you see Republicans being much more likely to vote to support school choice than Democrats. And that's all because of the political power dynamics of the teachers' unions. We were speaking a little bit earlier that Randy Weingarten's union, who had this poll uh, backfire on them showing Republicans up on education. But the American Federation of Teachers, the second largest teachers' union in the U.S., in 2022, 99.997% 
of their campaign contributions have gone to Democrats. So the Democrats are in a catch-22 situation right now, and this is why this is such a good opportunity, a golden opportunity for the GOP to become become the parents' party, because if they talk about education, the Democrats are going to have to respond in one way or the other. If they come out against parental rights like we saw with Terry McAuliffe, well, that's a disaster with the new special interest group, which is parents. But if they come out for parental Amazing. rights, well, then Randy Weingarten, then the unions are going to get mad. I wanna, I wanna, Ian, do you mind talking about what you were mentioning before the show with your family? Yeah, which which one exactly? About watching the show. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're uh, cool talking about yeah, it? yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, before the show, Ian was mentioning that um, his you, you were talking to your parents about Biden's brain. Yeah, yeah. Last time I went to Ohio about a month ago, we were talking about Biden, and I was like, it, it goes it changes from time to time. But I was like, you know, he's losing his mind, and my mom's like, I mean, he's no, he's not that bad, you know, or he's no, he's fine. And uh, and I was just like in shock, but I left. I didn't, you know, I'm not getting emotional about this stuff. So I went back a couple days ago, and she was like. It's like, you know, the problem with Biden is he's, he's losing his mind. She's like, yeah, he is. And the media is talking about it now. And that's probably why she started acknowledging yep. it. Yes. As soon as you see Jimmy Kimmel talk about it and everyone laughs, then it's OK to acknowledge it. This is this was a really great example. I was like, I was, I, I was saying to Ian, I was like, tell them that we on this show have been showing examples of this for for years. The, the true and honest shop at a pressure. And so they need to look. It, it's not about watching this show. It's about watching shows in this area where Maybe it's because we're younger and more attuned to what's going on. We we see these things. We know what's happening. But when they sit and they watch corporate press, they're they're not realizing it. They're way far behind everyone else. The reason I bring this up is this is why Democrats retain power, because regular people aren't. You know, I shouldn't say regular people, but the older generation is not getting real information. They are getting fake news from the corporate propagandists. I mean, weren't they saying that people who were questioning uh, Biden's cognitive abilities were making fun of like a stuttering yeah. issue that he had. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't that, that, that was one of their thing. first defense <laughs> tactics? I, I've never seen someone with a stuttering problem put a medal on someone's neck backwards and walk off stage the wrong direction. That's not stuttering. Well, to be fair, it is a common symptom of stuttering when you reach out to shake invisible hands. Oh. When you say words that aren't real. Everybody knows when you have a stutter, you don't just stut, stut, stutter. You also make words up. Like like better calf care and next now recent and Trinidad and Shabbat of pressure. You accidentally put your and, son on on boards of oil companies. <laughs> yeah, the UK. most common symptom. Getting too close to small children. You know, the doctor's like, oh yeah, we talk about that a lot too. Is the way he handles kids on stage, the way that he smells. People. He's not actually <laughs> sniffing the hair. It's just and it's women. Just so disturbing. Another symptom. Oh yeah, of Tara Reid. I brought up Tara Reid. We talked about that for a while. I mean, the, the Biden Tara mm. Reid allegation against mm. Biden is damning. I'm just imagining. Like a little boy, and he's stuttering. And the doctor's like, We couldn't help but you have all of the symptoms of a stutter. You're repeating the first syllable of the word over and over again, and your son was be- has been placed on the energy on the board of an energy company in Ukraine. I've been doing that since I was nine, man. <laughs> oh no. Most common symptom. You know, I, I'm going to push back on, on school choice a little bit because You're I, wrong. You're I, wrong. I, I'm actually You're obsessed wrong. <laughs> I, because I love it, but Let's I need to know. I need yeah. to steel man this thing. Let's, Let's go. It. So, what happens when. A bunch of people like keep one decide to keep the money. They're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna homeschool my kid. The mom decides I'm gonna keep the eight grand a year, but then she just doesn't teach the kid. And that's but, already happening in the government schools. You want to get rid of all government schools because some of them don't teach anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this I'll, is I'll using an outlier. But but let's let's more directly respond to the Look, point. I'll make one point real quick. Yeah. When I went to school, I had teachers who didn't teach us anything. And it was it was punishment. It so, was prison. So it's ungovernable. Do you think it's ungovernable? No, we have uh, just like a health savings account where you can only use the funding for health services. It's an education or like savings an EBT account. card for yep. for education. So you can't go and buy you know 
uh, big screen TVs. If you do, you'll be in trouble for fraud. Even even if you did, I think that'd be a, a better use of the funds than throwing them to an endless money pit into the government schools. I, 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 guidance counselors. I got to tell you, I think many kids would be better off not in these schools yeah. and not being educated at all yep. because some of these schools are doing worse than nothing. Oh yeah. So the other question is, how do you? What do you do in a situation where the the surrounding schools all send their kids to the the middle? This one really good school, and then they all lose money and start to go out of business or have to fire teachers. And you've got these like derelict schools that are half. I mean, that's the argument. That let me. I, I just want to jump in. Like, imagine there was a bakery that sold turd rolls. And nobody wanted them, but the government was forcing by taking your tax money and then funding the turd roll bakery. <laughs> and then one day someone comes along and says, people should get a choice on what they eat for breakfast and they shouldn't have to send their kids to the turd roll bakery. <laughs> if the turd roll bakery collapses and all the bakers get fired, I'm sorry, dude, people just don't want to eat crap. Yeah. So the problem yeah. is... It's not a good argument to trap the kids in there. Like the thing about a business is that they can fail when they do bad. The bad thing about business is that they can become exploitative when they grow large and cumbersome, like, you know, Starbucks, for instance. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When they start shoving out, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't single them out. Any major fast food can, yeah. can shove out local mom and pop shops. There's a problem when they grow too large. But we can address the problem of monopolies. We also need to address the problem of unf, you know, uh, unfallible government institution, perceivably. Like, well, the school, if it's not doing well, give it more money. It's like, no, 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 And no, you no, got to no. recognize that there is no utopian school solution because human beings are imperfect, fallible creatures. So we can't make any system perfect, but we can remove government monopolies and government incentives for corruption and coercive school policies. What do you think about curriculum? Or, or- One more on that point. Um, the reality is school choice is a rising tide that lifts all boats. Competition leads to... Mm. improvements in every sector of society, including in K-12 education. And there are 28 studies that exist on the topic. 25 of the 28 studies find statistically significant positive effects of private school choice competition on the outcomes in the public schools. So they up their game in response to competition like you see everywhere else. And at the end of the day, if um, the people who make this argument this is going to destroy the public schools, they don't have much confidence in the public schools. That's not a good argument to trap kids in there. It's a good argument to let them leave. Yeah. Yeah. Destroy away. Please. Yeah, like let the bad businesses fail. Are they considered businesses, schools? I mean, they are with higher education. They are with pre-K. Why is it? Why isn't any different for K to twelve education? We have a market for schools already. The private sector already exists it's, in K to twelve. It's not just that. When when people are looking to buy houses, they check the school districts yeah. specifically because yes. they're shopping around for good school yeah. districts, and you you will find areas with bad schools. People that, well, we shouldn't move there because of their schools. So that kind of thing already exists. The issue is my view of school choice is like you've got a poor family living in this area and the school kind of sucks. They can't afford to move. They can't afford to jump to a wealthy area. But they can say we can take this this, this universal school access and send our kid to a better school and give them a better life. And you can save taxpayer money at the same time. They spend fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars in the government schools. You can structure the program to be ten thousand dollars per kid or twelve thousand oh, yeah. dollars per kid. So you can have a taxpayer savings. You could even give some of that money back to the public schools. They end up with higher per pupil funding. Um, yep. and you can 
create a win-win situation. Oh, interesting. Wanna, so you could give a small percentage to schools where there did. are no kids yeah. going just to keep. That's a really yeah. good idea. See, there we go. I want to I want to jump to this next story because it's the most important story of our generation. The Hill opinion. AOC is the Democrats <laughs> best shot against Trump in 2024. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I agree. Go wild. I completely agree. Um, I, I, I agree 100 percent. I want to see it. There is no one that I think in the Democratic Party that has any kind of gravitas or media poll. I don't think any of them can win. Gavin Newsom looks like American psycho. AOC can't win either, but best shot? Agreed. Trump she, couldn't win either. Remember that in twenty fifteen. That's true. You know? I, I would love to see AOC win. I just I think she's I, gonna be more likely to engage with libertarians and third party candidates too. Really? I think she is. I think she can't help herself. She I, can't stand the people that are bought off. That's I don't know. I don't, I don't I know. I think she I'd, might be moving in that direction, but but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know that for sure. I mean, I think this would be a gift to the GOP and the Libertarian Party. Uh, they they Remember what they said about Trump, the Pied Piper yeah, candidate? Right. Yep. They were like, yep. no one will vote for this guy. I think AOC is their best shot. I still don't think she can win. She will just turn 35 before the election. But considering, here, here's, the, the, here, here's the deal, folks. The economy is in the gutter. The misery yeah. index is through the roof. Yep. None, of, none of this is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to make it work for the Democrats. Now, by 2024, okay, maybe the Republicans win in November, and then they just royally screw things up. Then mm-hmm. AOC comes in, and she's like, I'm going to do all this wonderful Man. free stuff, and then maybe she wins. Because you got to consider this. It's a couple years from now. You've got new young people en- entering the voting pool, mm-hmm. and you've got older people aging out. So every every election, you see a shift that sh- that 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 changes. The older folks are way more conservative than the younger folks. Gen Z is a little bit more conservative in some areas, but they're nowhere near as conservative. So in two years, you lose a decent amount of boomers and you gain a slightly larger amount of progressives. How about a DeSantis versus AOC matchup? Yeah, just, you know, cool conversation. I would love to see AOC win because it would be as funny as Trump winning. I wouldn't be a fan of what she would try to do, to be completely honest. But it's like, but hey, gridlock, you'd have uh, if, Republicans holding Congress. Yeah, if and, we had um, total gridlock, it would be wild. I'm just, you know, when Trump won the first time, I had my feet up and I was just laughing my ass oh, off. Oh, yeah. So, you I know, bought like, an extra uh, bottle of port in 2016. <laughs> I was drinking port at the time. That was my thing. And um, when he won Florida, I was like, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> here, here we go. I didn't look at the news at all when I was at work on election day. I just didn't want to know. I was too depressed about Hillary Clinton winning. And I got home and turned on the news and I was just laughing hysterically that it was that this was actually reality. I got I felt like someone a ghost punched me in the gut. I woke up at like three AM and checked. I was like, What in the fuck is going on? I didn't think this was possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember my, my Australian friend's social media post. That's the only thing I remember from, from the day the results were announced. It just said L O L America and that was exactly how I felt. I, I Someone someone super jet as do not speak of Satan, else the devil might appear, re AOC. And my attitude is kinda like, look, man. I feel like if AOC were to get in, it would just be better than what we currently have with the uniparty establishment like Biden. And it, I don't think it would be good, but I would laugh. When AOC won against Crowley, I laughed. I was like, good, good riddance to these, these establishment shill, you know, I, I don't care. AOC has proven, in my opinion, to be duplicitous, deceptive, deceitful, yeah. fabricating stories on January 6th and all of that stuff. I still would rather see her than any one of these establishment, deep state, whatever, uniparty trash shells. 
She's a pretty good actor, right? She I think it would just be hilarious. Well, she had the handcuffs on for a while. She lies just like all the rest of them. So it's yeah. not, it doesn't make her worse, unfortunately. they All of yeah. them lie. Well, I'm just saying it would be clown world times 10. Yes. Wouldn't it? Come on. I it embrace, would be funny to have President Ocasio-Cortez. I embrace clown world. <laughs> I do not reject clown world. I embrace it. It's like, look, if you can't get Trump to come in and try and clean things up, you can get AOC to burn it down, I guess. Let's burn it. <laughs> If that's what people want, Let's burn it. I think it'd be funny. A righteous but, fire, a righteous healing fire. A righteous, but but this is what they do on the left. Mm-hmm. They uh, they literally riot. Now, we don't want any of that stuff. You know, Donald Trump coming in. We uh, you know I want him to fire everybody. Oh yeah, please don't burn it literally. Let's just mm-hmm. let's just um, destroy it ideologically and yep. make it into a joke. I'm imagining AOC. She's sitting at like the Situation Room, and the CIA comes in. They're like, Miss Miss Pre- Madam President, we have these. Uh, uh, kill lists, the disposition matrix. These are the people we got to assassinate. And she's just like, no. And they're like, you have to. And she's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I want to. What is this? And then it's just like, how do you, how do you work? How, how will, look, when, when they go to Obama, here's what I imagine. CIA goes to Obama and says, sir, we have these, these wanted men. Here's what they've done. We have a chance to take them out. This is in line with foreign policy. It must be done. And then he goes, okay, launch the drones. AOC is going to be like, what? Huh? No. I don't know. And they're just not going to be able to do any of this stuff. I think it'll just be, like, be gum fire gum. all those guys that wouldn't listen to I me. I want to see That'd Instagram live streams of shopping. That's what I want to see from the White House. How how do you here, here's, my, here's my here's the point I'm trying to get to with with Donald Trump they accuse him of working with Russia. That is a ridiculous thing. Yeah. What are they going to accuse AOC of doing? She's mm. like she's an look, I'm not trying to be a dick, but she's an airhead. Mm. You know what I mean? You know? She's just bloop. I, she's not going to do what they say. Yeah, what would her scandal be? I don't know. What would her scandal be? AOC's scandal they try to use to ruin her. Or it could just be that she just says... Probably partying. Probably partying. You think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not Buying very expensive bad. expensive cars or something? That's not... There's a lot worse scandals. There's people with, with kill list conspiracy theories attached to them. You know, they said Reagan wouldn't be president, right? They're like a movie star president. Then you get Donald Trump, a reality TV... Real estate mogul. I think AOC could win. I really do. I just don't think it's likely. If she wins, it makes it so much more likely libertarians have a shot. We'll get a comedian in the White House. (laughs) Why do you think so? Well, you're you're talking about voting for a clown. (laughs) Why are we not having a comedian? (laughs) So what's what's happening with the Libertarian Party? Uh, Do we know? Do we have any updates on who's running? So we don't have any official announcements, but I think in, in. you just said Dave Smith. You said comedian, right? So we don't have any, <laughs> we don't have official announcements, but the top contenders right now are going to be Dave Smith, Justin Amash, and mm. and Spike Cohen. Although he keeps insisting he's not running, he's there's a lot of energy and support behind him. So those are the wow. those are the three people who I see falling into that role. And there has been a little bit of a uh, little bit of whisper and buzz about Maj Touré maybe jumping into a VP really? role. Really. That'd be cool. Can I, can I be education secretary so I can get I rid of the department? I will absolutely the next day? <laughs> make you education secretary. <laughs> Scott Horton will be, you know, Defense. in charge of <laughs> yeah, foreign oh, policy. Excellent. That would be awesome. <laughs> like build a mini ramp yeah. in the in the in the uh, um, situation room. I want to see. I want to see Maj Touré uh, running, running Senate and Congress. You see, this is why and he he teaches conflict resolution classes. He had one yeah, over the weekend, yeah. so that you know maybe Press we could actually Malice. use it. Press Secretary yep. Malice, absolutely. I, that, that's just what I, that's that's all I want. He will I'm do ready. It. He will do it. This is going to be the greatest one thing Bitcoin. ever. One I Bitcoin. One Bitcoin. So we, we got the Times Square billboards up, and we we've included him on them because you know yeah. we're just we're we're big fans, and I thought it would be great. 
And then he was he said to me, he's like, well, as, at least if we lose, we had more fun. And I'm yes. like, yep. <laughs> yes. I think we're going to do all right. If you right, want to though. see Malice as a press secretary, we got we to gotta start hooking that man up with one Bitcoin per month. One Bitcoin per month. I mean, that's not that much for a press no. secretary. We, yeah. we're, we're talking we're talking like, uh, what is that going to come out to? Like 270 a year. It's a high salary for, for a government position like that. I think the cap is 174, though, per year. Oh, it's it's capped out. You can't I pay. I think so. In, no, but in a campaign, you can pay more, can't you? Oh, campaign. in a campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Campaign. So we'll 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 have to figure something He's out. He's worth it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> see, Paying see, I'm putting together an excellent roster for you all. I like I how you. it's like we're sitting here, just kind of like you know BSing, and then Corey's like, "I'll be I'll be education secretary." And you're like, "Sure." I've like, got a list. It'll be it's funny, a good like, list. You're on the list. Let's go. Five years later, you are, and we're like, "Man, we, we were just." Talking smack. And Department like, of Ed's gone the next day. I'm firing myself. Oh, yes. I, saw, <laughs> I yes. saw a bar tab from before they signed the Declaration of Independence, the Founding Fathers, and it was like from a couple nights. Yeah, it was like 160 <laughs> bottles of liquor for 60 of them. You know, it was some insane number where they all drank like two and a half bottles. That's amazing. They're all drunk and they're just like, screw it. We're independent. And they're yeah. like, yeah. And they wake up in the morning like, what did I sign? I'll put, I I'll put Reed Coverdale in charge of uh, transportation. He's, yeah. he's a truck. So yeah. <laughs> I, I love Reed. I, I know him through Twitter, but I've never met him face to face. Very I like cool Reed. guy. Very yeah, cool. you know Spike Cohen is brilliant. Mm -hmm. He is. He's a great articulate messenger. I really. He's very humble too. I didn't. I had no idea how brilliant. Like how he's a genuinely nice was. person, and and I love libertarians, but we're not all nice. I, I don't <laughs> consider myself a genuinely nice person. I can be kind of mean. I've never seen Spike Cohen be mean. Never. Yeah. So, so look, there's a new Libertarian Party, obviously, right now. Oh, yeah. You guys took over. Yeah. The old Libertarian Party got really crazy. Remember when, um, um, uh, well, I'm sorry, who was running for president? I forgot her name. Joe. Joe. Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. When she, when she did that uh, <clears throat> Marxist authoritarian statement on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Yeah. I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard from her. She said, it's not enough to be not yeah. racist. We must be actively anti-racist. Super sweet lady. Super sweet lady. Did not have good uh, people on her team. But she, like, it was funny. I, I thought it was hilarious. That the libertarians were telling us what we must do. I know. I know. <laughs> it was very painful. It was very painful. What we must what, what, do. What, what was the, the party's stance on like the, the closures and the lockdowns at the time? So the party did not make a single statement, not on their website, not email, not social media, not Twitter, nothing for an entire year. One Come on, this year. is your opportunity. This is the time to do this. This it's is your time to shine. Ball whiffed. Ball whiffed. So we have come out uh, very strong opposition under new leadership to lockdowns, uh, all manner of mandates, vaccine mandates, war. What? What? I don't understand how the libertarian... Look, it sounds to me like the Libertarian Party was taken over before you guys it took was. it over. It was. It was taken over in 2006 by... The, the insider term is prags, pragmatists, but you could mm. consider them as more centrist, moderate types. So you could think of it as Yang Gang without the marketing. But they're not libertarian. Mm. Correct. Like, like I, I, people refer to me as lib center, libertarian centrist sure. or whatever. And I'm more in agreement with you guys than anything. Oh, very much so. No, they're, they, they started out kind of like moderate. Oh, man. So the history of this is really brutal. And I had to go through recently about 15 years of staff reports to understand everything that happened. So exciting. Well, really more. <laughs> I went back to 1996. It will bore you to death. But I personally found it fascinating to watch the party get taken over by neocons at one point and, and watch membership and fundraising and interest tank and then get taken over by woke top woke types and watch it tank again the reality is libertarians at large the movement don't want anything to do with that 
But these weirdos mm. got into positions of power and really soiled the branding and name. And it's just they were more organized at the time. And who knows? I, I speculate there. Why are you libertarian at all? Well, you're mad at your dad, you know, so you don't want to vote the same party as your dad. So you pick us instead. It's like your weird, boring, centrist rebellion. Wow. Yeah. But well, now then... we've, we've taken it over. We've taken it back. We've taken it back. Was it because of the COVID stuff or was it already in the works? We were working on this. Uh, we kicked it off at the summer of 2017. So I was already active in the party and then was kind of confused when I saw people coming out against Ron Paul in the party. I was like, what? 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 Yeah, total uh, embarrassment. I'm so, I'm ashamed. This, was, this yeah. was like the Prags or whatever? Yeah. Shameful. Shameful. I, I don't understand. How, you, how are they against Ron Paul? I don't know. Mean words. They, he had friends they didn't like. Someone said something mean. That's not pragmatic at all. No, it's not. It's not pragmatic. It's bizarre, weird, culty gatekeeping. Like you don't wow. have any friends who've ever said anything mean that you didn't like in your whole life. It's an unreasonable, it's so not weird. human position. Because if, if, you, if, if you're libertarian in any respect, Ron Paul being like, I'm going to leave you alone. You're like, Okay. Amazing. <laughs> We're done. Perfect. The man yeah. has done so much to advance liberty. And in spite of these weirdos who had control of the party for a few years, Ron Paul, even in the Republican Party, grew the Libertarian Party tenfold. Because a lot of times people would get politically engaged. They would go where Ron Paul was at and they would say, oh, the rest of the party is nothing like you. And then they come and they join us. I'm glad he had kids because I like Rand Paul too. Yeah, I, I do too. Great. I do yeah. too. So we're onward so and upward. would you say Rand Paul's a Libertarian? But just I'd say ran he's... As a I'd say he's pretty close. I think he's not totally sure if he's a libertarian or a Republican, and that's probably his his internal fight, and one day he'll sort it out. But I think he is by far the most libertarian senator we have. What's, and what's the difference between a libertarian and a Republican, like in Rand Paul's case? So there's going to be a little bit of foreign policy stuff, a little bit of budgetary stuff, and his... You know, in, endorsing Trump really hard also came with the baggage of endorsing a lot of his policies. And although I think Donald Trump was leaps and bounds better than Joe Biden, like he was not libertarian. He did not audit the Fed in his first hundred days like he said he would. He did deploy drone strikes to Syria. He did engage in economic foreign policy that I didn't like, even though I loved that he didn't start new wars. You know, yeah. he was he was cracking down with with tariffs and, and making things kind of kind of messy for us. In that respect. So those were things he did that were not libertarian. Of course, the, the border wall, people flipped out and lost their minds on. And, mm. and the Libertarian Party, the membership is kind of split on borders, which other people don't want to mm -hmm. admit. I, I think mm -hmm. that the truth is the best thing that you should embrace. And the reality is there are people in the party who do not want total open borders. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not controversial to want Ellis Island-style immigration, by the way. That is not, that is not a crazy... Um, closed borders position. There's, I, I, I don't think people understand that there's, you need borders. A country is defined as a nation with set boundaries, borders. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've, I've had these interesting conversations because I'm fairly libertarian with other libertarians who are like, you believe an imaginary line is going to keep me out. <laughs> and then I'm just like, well, no, I think we limit our jurisdiction, right? Like we say we won't send our armed dudes defending us beyond that line. Yeah. And then if you cross that, you're now agreeing you're entering the territory where we have jurisdiction over what we think is appropriate for our society. I'm not an anarchist. Um, I believe there's got to be some laws. There's got to be some. You can you have know, anarchy with, with laws, too. 
you can privately provide law. You and can, order. and this is sort of the nuance that most people just their eyes glaze over when we <clears> dig into it. So, but I'll I'll try. Ideally, right in your in your perfect world or your near perfect world, since there's no utopia, we have private borders where everybody owns everything. Everything mm-hmm. is privatized. You decide who comes across your borders. Now, the reality is that's not the world we live in. And we have to deal with tragedy of the commons and we have to deal with our tax dollars. And so from a libertarian perspective, I would want as many people who are peaceful to be able to come here as possible. But I also wouldn't want to guarantee them the right to vote. Yeah. Because those two things, those are totally separate. And it's unfortunate they don't get separated in the immigration discussion. There isn't something interesting that's happening with the way Democrats are handling immigration is we're developing a service guarantee citizenship style Mm. uh, governance. I don't think it's completely bad, you know, Starship Trooper style, but I don't like the idea of them just opening up the border, letting everybody come and then creating a surf class. Yeah, I don't like surf class. I don't like tying migration to voting rights and citizenship. Uh, If we got rid of birthright citizenship, that would be wild. If we got rid of like in our visa program that you can bring over your whole family, that would also be wild. These are some interesting things we could consider to make immigration less messy. We, we need to reconsider this. What people need to understand about voting, I, we have to hear from the left. They say, it used to be that you could only, only land, rich white landowners were allowed to vote. And then it was like, well, you understand why that was. For one, yeah, racism, for sure, no problem. Like, it, 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 it's, it's not the same as people view it today. It was like, it's different times. But the reason why landowning was a component was because there were no IDs. If mm. you lived here, you voted here. If you didn't live here, you didn't vote here. And so that's why it was the landowners were voting. Eventually, we were like, hey, you know, people are renting a lot. Yeah. We should probably allow them to vote because they live here. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. If we are now getting into a new territory of, you know, the way we're handling immigration and everything, then we might want to update how we handle uh, citizenship. Yeah. So we had birthright citizenship specifically because of the end of slavery. It wasn't intended to be that someone could, you know, in China, they do uh, pregnancy tourism, birthing tourism. Right. Mm-hmm. That a pregnant woman will come to the U.S. to give birth so their child will have dual citizenship and then they'll go back. I have friends who who were born here because of mm. that exact thing. Now, I'm very sympathetic because their parents were terrified of communist China and were trying to ensure that their children would be able to grow up here and that they would have a place to flee. They were they were basically, you know, political refugees, which is which is a thing that I'm sensitive to. But but that also doesn't necessarily mean that you need citizenship. Mm. Wasn't, didn't Milton Friedman make the argument that uh, open borders would be fine and dandy if we didn't have a welfare state? Yes. Like if there wasn't. Yes. There's a and lot of do. issues, I suppose. I mean, and we do. If we got rid of that, that would be we, a huge thing. We can't have open borders and uh, non-citizen census at the same time. Right. So that's what's happening with California. They're trying to let as many people in as possible because it gives them extra congressional seats and more electoral college votes. And California does have welfare programs for people who are not citizens. They absolutely do. State-level welfare. Doesn't this yeah, argument apply to the state level too, though? Like te- people could move from from Arizona to California to get more benefits. So here's my biggest argument for closed borders. It's not people from Mexico or Canada coming in. It's people from California, like me, <laughs> moving to Texas. Now I'm like, you, Texas, it, like someone needs to build a wall so we want around in, California. In, in country of closed borders, Texas yep, closes its yep. borders. States I, need to I, regulate. I think... I think that that might happen, you know, so we, we've uh, I was talking about uh, abortion being a catalyst for civil war. Yeah. And one of the scenarios that we talked about was what happens if in Texas, where it's now banned, mm-hmm. a man and a woman, you know, hook up, they're together, 
at eight months, they, they split. The woman says, there's no way I can have a baby without, without him, so I'm going to go to Colorado. The man says, I, ref- I, re- I won't let you do it. You're going to kill my son. Mm-hmm. And then she flees. The question is then, how does Texas handle this conflict with Colorado when the feds are like, we're not being involved? They've got a law on the books right now that basically rewards snitching. Okay. Yeah. It's it's intense. And this is the part where, you know, like personally, like I'm, I'm pretty pro-life. I am five months pregnant right now could never consider getting an abortion. I get a little freaked out when the government starts incentivizing Mm. you to spy on your Mm -hmm. neighbor and turn them in for crimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's rough. There was this company, I remember like 15 years ago, that was telling people to go out of their house, go outside their house and write down all the license plates and they would pay them. And then I was just like, I saw people posting on Facebook about it. And then I was like, spy on your neighbors for cash. Wow. And they're like, uh, well, I mean... Because they didn't realize what they were doing. They were dumb people. We had it in California, in in, this, in the city of L.A. during lockdowns. There yeah. were hotlines <laughs> and tip numbers to report businesses Jeez. that were violent. So what I did was I very carefully took little screenshots of the California website and all their official announcements, and I got my own number and superimposed it and plastered it all over the city. So you could call 559-I'm-a-Nazi. Uh, I didn't type that out i typed out the numbers but it it is 559 i'm a nazi and it was a fake tip line wow and, and you would get trolled as you ah. reported your neighbors didn't they, have, didn't they have people snitching on each other because you could only like work out one time a day in some places australia yeah i was uh so i was thinking about the scenario and then one thing i was thinking of is like it's probably easier to put it as what happens if in texas there's a federal military base yes and there is you know a woman and a man and they have a kid and then eight months She's either, uh, she's, you know, a service woman or something. And so she goes in for this procedure and they approve it. What is Texas going to do? File a lawsuit and it's going to get argued at the Supreme Court. I don't know if they're going to file a lawsuit. Well, the state of Texas, I mean, absolutely will. Didn't they file? What you're saying is the state will look the man in the eye and say, your son will die. And then we'll take it to the courts. Yes. I can't imagine the man's going to be like, I'm going to let my kid die. Well, we'll probably see him on the news in some tragic incident. But right. that is how government operates. Yep. Yep. Is It's a slow moving creature. Well, yeah. sort of. If, By design. If a woman kidnapped, a, 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 a if the child is born at eight months, yes. no man run, rushes him into mm-hmm. a military base, they're going to bring her out and give the son back and say, yeah. we can't do that. But if it's in, in her womb, they can say, it's viable. We, we could deliver it, but we're going to kill it. See, and that's why we have like... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, it's terrible. But the reality is that people do not agree. Even, mm. And I think some of them are being disingenuous. But they do not agree about when, when human life begins. Mm-hmm. And that's what got us into this whole argument. I, I, I know. I like abortion is such a, a topic that when it comes up, we go crazy. But I just have to say... Life begins at conception. There you go. It is. It, there's no. There's. There's anyone who's arguing otherwise is lying to you. Period. That it, it, it. That's when life begins. Now you can argue human consciousness. You mm-hmm. can argue ensoulment. You can do. argue all those things happen at different points. I don't care. But a unique set of DNA is in cellular reproduction, independent. That's that's life. I, and and the goalposts will move in this argument. I think throughout eternity. 
which is why I am so in favor of people just peacefully separating in this country mm. as much as they can, as much as they can. If that just means strong federalism and, and aggressive states' rights, I'll take that over we something saw, worse. We saw what happened, you know, when we had some states that believed in denying personhood and some states that didn't. And you got people like John Brown. So yeah. I feel like if, if we go, here's what I see happening. If we go the national divorce route, we peacefully say, you guys do your thing. Or we go even strong federalism. Let's say, let, let's strong say, federalism, yeah. Let's say well, strong. That's always going to be that way, right? You'll get a Supreme Court that's hostile to states' rights, and then they'll change, they'll just Boom. keep changing back and forth. Well, but here, here, here let's, outside of that, let's say because of the, the speed at which communication technology. Yeah, it's different now than lot, it was right. back then. Let's say we get strong federalism. We, we end up with Republicans winning in November. We end up with Donald Trump winning in 2024. And then people just keep, these people are like, Trump fires everybody. All of a sudden, the administrative state, the federal level is crippled. Yeah. The federal government loses tons of power. Texas says, Colorado, we don't care what you do. Then what mm -hmm. happens when you get one of these scenarios where a guy's son is taken? Because the woman is pregnant and she says, I, I'm not going to deliver this for you because we're fighting and we don't like each other anymore. Mm -hmm. This guy goes to Texas without a strong federal government to intervene, Texas either says, yes, we'll help save your son, or we won't. They might say, look, we're not going to go and take a woman. Like, it's never going to happen. So he says, I'm forming a posse. What does Colorado do when a band of armed dudes go in to rescue their child? What would happen if a woman kidnapped a two-year-old, the two-year-old child, jumped state lines, and, and law enforcement across the board said, we will not get you your son back? Even though we know it's a crime, we know your son's in danger, and she has expressed she will kill him. I think that you're likely to have a violent standoff, which is terrible, yeah. but we are already encountering situations like that. I mean, what happened with Ammon Bundy? Uh, right. Like, it's just- They killed that guy. You saw that video? It was terrible. They, they, they In the car, so this is when, um, for those that aren't familiar, they were occupying, first it's, it's the land dispute, then it was they were occupying a BLM building, and there's a video of, these, of this group driving in a car- and then you see the window shatter. They were fired at. Dude jumps out. And then I, I, I could be wrong. It's been a long time, but he reaches into his, into, to his chest holster or something. And then they just unload on him. This is a uh, Bureau of Land Management building. You said yeah. BLM, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bureau of Land Management. Not to be confused. With. And it was, there, it, was, it was like the second incident with the, with the bunnies, I think. And this guy, they argued, well, he reached for weapons. So, they, you know, we shot him. And then people pointed out, you shot at him first. And he was reaching in self-defense. Mm. This is why we need police choice. We talked about this yes. two years ago. I'm yes. not as I'm not privatize I'm not as, the police. I'm not as libertarian as y'all when it comes to all of that stuff. I mean, you agree with school choice, right? The reason that schools are, do such a shitty job is because they have geographic monopolies. You can make the same argument for police departments. You can't hold them accountable from the bottom up if they either discriminate and kill innocent people, or if they just don't come in time. It's but it's but it is different. It's, yeah. you know, law enforcement, we have people with guns going around shooting people. We need strict accountability. We need a set of ground rules that apply to everybody, constitutional rights. So what I like is duly elected law enforcement. Sheriffs. Sheriffs. Yeah. I don't like appointed police in big cities that are super crooked. I would go either way. I would go yeah. duly elected law enforcement or privatized police where their contracts do, they're not continued in perpetuity that is very important i think police should be held to a higher standard yes they should we got to end qualified immunity that's yeah. really critical and and we need to make it much easier to go after their bail uh, or their their bond or their insurance because you can do that but it's so difficult and complicated and obnoxious it you should know, just 
be I, possible. I really just think it comes down to we have a cultural problem. We do. Absolutely. So if, you know, I, I look at these old tropes of officer friendly, you know, he's walking down, everyone's waving a free hot yeah. dog for you, officer. And the cop was concerned that if he screwed up, the whole community is going to get mad at him. So he's got to be this this good guy. Yeah. These days, it's like you're in a city and the cop's like, don't know you, don't care, tell it to a judge. Yep. I'm not, I'm not sticking my neck out for you. You mm-hmm. get a you get a cop who uh, accidentally commits a crime, and then they they cover for him. In in New York, I personally witnessed a, a false arrest of a photographer of a, of a photographer. I I was lucky enough to have filmed it, and then the false charges were dropped, and the cops lied under oath and got away with it. I've seen him shoot at and harass homeless people in Skid Row. Now, I know that a lot of homeless people in Skid Row have psychological issues. They can be a danger to others and themselves. But I've spent years down there doing volunteer work and completely unarmed. And I've been able to de-escalate situations with violent people. So I, I'm, a, mm. I'm a small woman. And, and so I didn't have the need to shoot anyone. I would like to think that law enforcement with proper training can at least be as good as I am. Cultural decay in cities. You yeah. know, as far as I've experienced living in the suburbs and in uh, rural areas, no issue with sheriff department, sheriff's department. Deputies always... Calm, reasonable. It's probably because mm-hmm. of density. Yeah. In New York, though, yo, I lived on the block where a black nationalist executed two cops minding their own business, sitting in a car. But you know, what people need to understand, too, is that guy, he didn't live there. He showed up to this neighborhood just to kill these guys. Yeah. He posted, you take two of ours, we take two of yours, or something like that as a reference to Michael Brown. Mm-hmm. But on the street, every night, there are floodlights on every corner and cops, like, it's basically an occupation. It, they're the fifth largest standing army in the world. That's insane. New York Police Department. So you go outside when I was living in this neighborhood at night, there's two cops on every street corner, mm-hmm. large floodlights, and it's like in a residential neighborhood. People there don't take kindly to living that way, man. No. And so it, 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 it breeds animosity. And there's a lot of people who do like it because it's unsafe. They, they feel like it's unsafe. Well, but, it's out of necessity. It's not like they chose right. it and said, please put up floodlights in my mm-hmm. neighborhood and yeah, patrol exactly. with, with guns. Yeah, and I lived across the street from all this stuff. But then you had a guy who came, I think he came from like Baltimore or something. And he walked up to the car and he just killed these cops. So the issue, I think, is cities are too dense. The yeah. culture is too fractured. This idea of multiculturalism is just... Is, it's is, a failed experiment. Yeah, we've outsourced right. our governance to D.C. It's insane. Like, you can't have 700 people or 1,000 people govern 350 million. It's not happening. We're ungoverned, essentially. And then they're passing 1,000-page bills and stuff yeah. without reading them. them. Yeah. I think the the other problem is a lot of the over criminalization with uh, victimless crimes and yeah. and um, uh, if you had more drug legalization, for example, you wouldn't need as much uh, rights enforcement done by gangs uh, because it, it would be things that are legal on the books. But you want you would be able to enforce it through uh, the police and, but, instead of through gangs. But where would Kamala Harris get her slave labor to put out wildfires? The, uh, drug drug well, enforcement's... Truancy. I wonder <laughs> what you guys think about drug enforcement because you were saying earlier legalized drugs. You had mentioned Portugal that had in yeah, 2000 right. an experiment yeah. where they legalized maybe not every drug but a lot of drugs nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly how that turned out. But like drugs are getting more potent, more addictive. Pharmaceutical companies are building them. Like, are you also saying that pharmaceutical illegal, companies right? should be able to legally well, sell heroin are, to kids? Those are already legal. Well, think, let's think about how that would work like in reality. You go into CVS or drugstores, most is, even baby formula is locked up. So I don't anticipate that there are going to be a lot of places that would actually sell hard drugs like heroin to children. I couldn't even get diet pills when I was like 18. I remember having a friend who really wanted to get diet pills when she was 18. It was like illegal. 
Well, and the the highly potent drugs are arguably because of uh, them being illegal. So it's easier to transport also large true. amounts when they're they're super um, also true dense. And when cannabis, so cannabis, you know, I. I was suffering horribly from Crohn's disease and was able to use cannabis to alleviate pain and also some of the horrible GI tract symptoms I had. The alternative is opioids and things like tramadol. That's the only one that's actually safe for people with GI pain, but that's still an opioid that's addictive. It's a horse tranquilizer. Yeah. What about uh, like elimination diet, like Michaela Peterson? Oh, that's what I did. I, d- yeah. I had I I had to go hardcore, very strict carnivore diet. Um, it worked. Yes, it did within wow. about 72 hours. So by the Whoa. way, by the way, the doctor was going to take out my colon. Oof. I'm in my 30s. They were going to put a bag in me, oh. give it a year, give it a year. And if it wasn't fixed, take the colon out. Insane. I'm a woman within like of childbearing age and they were going to take out my organs. And I hung up the phone. And after pumping me full of many pharmaceutical drugs, I tried all the things. I'd hugged a purple crystal. I had everything in between. <laughs> I don't care. I'll try it. Uh, and I was like, the only choice I have left is to try a radical change to my diet. Because I've tried the first, you know, 20 hits on Google. and duck, what, duck, Was go. it the gluten? No, I'd, I'd been on a gluten-free, very healthy vegan diet for 15 years exactly. So when I say healthy vegan, I mean, I wasn't just, I wasn't eating like vegan powdered donuts. Like, Well, what was causing it? Do you know? <laughs> uh, stress, inflammation. I had toxic mold in my house. And oh, it was a number of factors yeah. that built up to the point where I could not tolerate any food. I was down to eating five things, sweet potatoes, avocados, uh, dates, uh, something else. I could occasionally eat a Beyond Burger, but not an Impossible Burger. That was really it. Uh, mustard. <laughs> and so I changed my diet. I had to get very high to be able to eat meat because it was so disgusting to me and within about 72 hours my horrible um gastrointestinal internal bleeding and violent spasming had changed i would have spasms that were so bad it was partial paralysis for me every morning every morning so you started eating meat i started eating nothing but meat wow and i didn't have any other food cravings for three months and then I was nothing but meat, nothing, no salad, salt, not meat, salt and water. That is it. Wow. That is Where'd you get your it. vitamins from? Meat, salt and water. The meat wow. has the, all the vitamins you need. It's got and what plants crave. It, it just <laughs> apparently so. And within 72 hours, the worst of it was gone. And within a year, I was almost back to normal. Well, did it's you, like they say meat is magic. Did you get rid of the black mold that, in your environment? I moved. I oh, had to move out of the house. Huge. Yeah, I hear that's insane black mold it toxicity. It was just, I have other friends who are who are on healthy vegan diets. I'm not talking about the weird uh, Soylent Green that's come out into the into markets lately. But they totally thrive. But they didn't have the stress levels that I did combined with mm. the toxic mold and the other weirdness going on. So. Wow. Life changing. Yeah, life changing. I I was eating a lot of grains last year, and uh, like my weight was going up and down. Mm -hmm. In like uh, 2018, I started losing weight, and then I started eating bread and garbage and not really caring about it, and started gaining more weight. And then in November, I just stopped eating sugar. Yeah. So now, so I've I've reintroduced a little bit. It was like I totally cut it out, yeah. like all the way down. Maybe it was like 10 carbs per day, just like as, as carbs as an aside, like what I might be getting from some vegetables. And now I'm doing like, you know, 25 to 40 carbs per day. Nice. But uh, my health is greatly improved. My energy is way up. It was bad. I used to finish my morning segment, then I would eat dinner and then just fall asleep. 
and then wake up an hour before this show and like groggily just yeah and then i was just like well it's because you get tired when you eat and then i stopped eating this the grains it's what you eat and now i just feel like i've got electricity surging through yeah. me 24 7 that so, you do so since becoming yes. <laughs> since becoming pregnant by the way and this is another a good thing to know like when you're pregnant you have kind of free-floating stem cells in your body i have been able to eat a lot more i can eat fruit I had a couple, there's only one brand, but a couple of gluten-free cookies earlier today. Didn't kill me, not bleeding out of every orifice of my body, you know, obviously. I'd look like an Ebola victim earlier. You wouldn't want me in here. Yikes. It's terrifying. Oh, it seems to be working now. What, so you speak in my language about diet healing the body. Yeah. What? So then when we talk about legalizing drugs, I'm concerned. I just watched this dope sick movie I was talking to you guys about earlier about the Sackler family and um, Purdue yeah. Pharma sending, basically telling everyone that OxyContin is not addictive. That was their official statement from the FDA approved it. And they sold all this. All these people killed millions, like hundreds yeah. of thousands of people got addicted and, and got into heroin because they couldn't get their Oxy. So what if we legalize drugs, then not only would pharmaceutical companies be able to pump stuff like potent oxycontin into 12 year olds but like so could people on the street i would imagine and it would just be like i mean they already do though still it's, regulate it and it's so easy to get it that they could still regulate it so there's all different varying degrees of regulation that it could or could not go through but i gotta tell you man it is they're pumping kids full of ritalin in schools yeah. like, like it's you're moving so, too much you, have you get in trouble if you don't put your kid on ritalin in public schools so I think that problem is already there. I do think it would be easier for us to expose it if a lot more things were deregulated. And this would also, when I say legalize or deregulate or decriminalize drugs, we're talking about you could have cannabis instead of opioids. Yeah, yeah. It's much safer, much, much safer. Also for children, there are so many remarkable stories about little kids taking uh, Rick Simpson oil and... THC concentrates for major seizure disorders where they're, these poor kids have I knew I knew a guy right? who, whose kid has uh, had uh, epilepsy yes. and so he had a keto diet and uh, and, and med medicinal marijuana yep yep Did I've known several heal of them. the some of the I'm pretty I'm, symptoms I don't know for sure my understanding Reduced is that symptoms, I think is it, reduction it, it helped but I don't know what to to what to That's to incredible. what degree that I know that he was like always amazing. concerned and always calling and it's checking a reduction in, I mean these kids when I say they have seizures I don't mean they have a seizure a couple times a day they would be having seizures on the minute every minute it's 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 almost like you're barely alive you're you're surviving you know you've got a pulse but I don't know if I'd call it living lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details and so to go from that to having a seizure a few times a day is like a huge improvement why do you think that Marijuana is still Schedule One narcotic federally, because opioids competition. Competition. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't want to lose that. Yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, like marijuana is a, like and hemp in general is just tons of different use cases. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. Yeah, you can well, take it. Know, you can take it like I do when you go to sleep and you don't even feel getting high. I don't really like well, to get high. It is recreationally legal across in, in many different states, and I think we're getting really, really close to... 30, 34 states, yeah. maybe, mm -hmm. where it's... Well, not 30, in West Virginia, though. Yeah, 34 Maryland states, I believe it's... 
uh, medically legal and recreational. Yeah, West Virginia's medically. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. I have faith. They have a good Libertarian Party. Uh, Maryland is decriminalized, but there's no like recreational legality right. or anything like that. It's just like I think if you have it, they don't care or something. But after a certain amount, they do. I'm not entirely sure. West Virginia, it's like strictly illegal. Dude, yeah. thinking that the pharmaceutical industry is focused on treatment, it's like a treatment industry. It's not a heal. It's not a. They're not looking for cures. No. They're looking for to develop new treatments yeah. experimentally. Like, I, 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 okay, I got more to say on it, but I'm I'm absolutely sickened that that we would allow this this beast to to yeah. thrive. I had another point that I'm going to make, but I'll. I was told I'll nothing I ate would affect or change my diet. Nothing. Or my well, health. Nothing that's the craziest right. thing. You know what really annoys me is when people say, all that matters is calories in, calories out. You know, if like you're trying to lose weight, calories in. And I'm like, are you joking? Oh, if, you, if you eat nothing but sugar, but low, you're, you're, you're not getting protein. It's medical tyranny. I, we talk a lot yes. about like government, military t- tyranny, um, about like corporate tyranny, you know, what they call it, I guess like. But the medical tyranny is a real thing and it yeah. can really exist. And I'm wondering... Are we like in a system like that right now? Well, I mean, Duh. I think that's what the FDA does. Food pyramid that works because out so boy, well. so we can't get cannabis legalized, even though it's uh, saving children from like a life of hell with with seizure disorders and keeping me from having my colon ripped out of my body. But we can fast track all kinds of other strange experimental drugs over the last <laughs> couple years. But then we were expected to not talk about say things that weren't true about it, like that was all of a sudden like. That's the tyr- tyrannical part when people are like, no, 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 we're going to follow the CDC mm. implicitly out in front. And that's like, dude, that's that's antithetical to our system. I would like when the Republicans win to have an inquiry into the CDC. And I want to see communications with the World Health Organization. I want to see what they were approving, why they were approving it. I want to hear Dr. Fauci testify as to everything that happened. And there's just, look, I'm not, I'm not going to get into anything beyond that. I don't know. I just know that we need an inquiry from Congress. We had under oath statements. We need to know when the information was coming in. And maybe, maybe there's a whole lot of incompetence. Maybe there's a whole lot of uncertainty. And maybe there's malice. Either well, way, I'd like to hear it. Rand Paul is working on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's great. The most libertarian Republican there is, is working on it. So I ho- it's up to the rest of them. To have I, the backbone. I, I uh, mm-hmm. shout out to uh, Seamus Coglin of Freedom Tunes because we've we've done a couple uh, Fauci and Rand Paul cartoons mocking the whole thing of you know Rand Paul questioning yeah. Fauci about what's going on and stuff like that. So I really do appreciate Rand Paul's work, and uh, it's remarkable to me that there's still people on Twitter that are advocating for full lockdown policies, and I'm like, we're we're long yeah. since you know over this. Well, you, you still have some places like in DC in order to go to school ages 12 and up you have to get a vaccine to go back to school this coming fall still in 2022. Yep. You know to enter the United States people from outside the US have to get vaccinated to come here. So now yeah. my understanding is that the US doesn't have a check system on it it's the airlines that do and some airlines Correct. don't. Correct. Mm. And they're not all electronic verification. Yeah. Some of them are paper. But I, I, I will also say there's absolutely zero verification if you enter the southern border illegally. Yes. Which is what right. a lot of people are doing. And we're not checking for... Uh, for actually, for I know a few people who did that to get around getting vaccinated. Just like walking across the border? They snuck in. Mm. Wow. Well, wow. they were already U.S. They were, they were already in the U.S. They had to leave. And then in order to come back with like in. visas and everything. That's yeah. just so wrong. I, you know, look, the, the fact that law-abiding citizens know there's an open door they can't go through, and it's the people who break the law who walk through it, we got a serious problem there. The people who are respecting our laws are the ones we want to come here. The people who don't respect our laws are the ones we don't want coming here. Like, I, I think 
like every immigrant should be able to come to the United States as long as they do it legally. Exactly like Trump mm -hmm. said, legally. It's just like gun legally. control. Laws are not helping out law-abiding citizens. Exactly. I think the, the issue is you have people just walking through the desert. They're going to get sick. They're going to die. Oh, it's not, a terrible, you know, it's yeah. a terrible thing to, to experience. People, people leave. There's a, there's a group called Border Angels that goes out and leaves water for people in the desert who are, who are traveling. They don't do escorting of immigrants as far as I know. They just try to leave water out and... They'll they'll go through and they'll find the water jugs have had holes shot in them. Well, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. There there were a group of it people. Is. They left food and water on the desert. And they got arrested, yep. and they were like, "We were just trying to help people." And then they said something about causing problems for wildlife pollution. Like you can't just leave garbage in the middle of the desert, things like that. What do you guys think about states like Texas sending immigrants over to uh, D.C.? Well, my first response was that. It's just helping them. That's what they want. The Democrats have been shipping illegal immigrants across the country. So all they're doing is helping them get in the center of the country. Yeah. But many people commented saying Texas can't deport them. So make the problem not Texas. Mm -hmm. And it's like, OK, well, fair point. And then Muriel Bowser panicked and called in the National Guard because they're overwhelmed. This is an interesting juxtaposition with the national divorce um, argument. I feel like I, I'm not quite sure how, but somehow it's related. Texas has a problem. And they're like, you know, we're just going to put, we're just going to ship our problem somewhere else. Yeah. Like, we're not technically our own country, but we're just going to export our problems over to you. I'd imagine California would load up all their homeless on the buses and send them to Arizona so, if they need, if they, if they didn't need the population for their, you know, congressional seats. Are the Olympics coming? I don't know. To LA? Oh, I don't know. Are the Olympics, I believe the Olympics are coming to LA. Wow. There has been talk <laughs> of how they're going to deal with the homelessness crisis. In, including putting people on cruise ships. Yeah. 2028 if, Summer what? Olympics, Los Angeles. Here's what they can do. They can get blankets that look like rocks. <laughs> oh, man. Throw them on top. Problem solved. Just nobody will see them. You're not a sight out of mind, huh? You got to see Skid Row. That would I've be a giant gravel quarry. <laughs> it would be wild. Have you been there lately? Yeah. When was the last time? Uh, was it three months ago? Well, how's it doing? What's it look like? It's an open air asylum. It's uh, hypodermic needles and human waste in the streets. Wow. Uh, people having mental breakdowns in hospital gowns. Wow! And it's and it's grown, it's spread exponentially. That's sad. So like I was there when it was just the Sixth Street, basically all. Happened oh yeah, no, it's much bigger than Sixth Street. It's it's crossed, it's crossed Main. I think it's growing and growing. Well, and how many block radius is it? Would you consider the Oh, that's cabinet. a really good question because I don't know how far south it's stretched. So it goes to that industrial area, the flower district, over to 8th and 9th Street, and now it's spilled past 8th and 9th, up past Maine, and then in the other direction, I'm not really sure. It's, I mean, it's, what, what? it's, it's almost half of downtown LA at this point. If you were to look at it as a concentration of how many homeless encampments there are, it's it's half of downtown LA. What's the libertarian solution to the homeless crisis? Is it privatize the roads and privatize the sidewalks? Well, we have to end the tragedy of commons. There's no perfect solution, but mm -hmm. part of it is to end all of the entitlement programs that people flock to in downtown LA. Right. At this point, it's just inhuman. 
And it's also dishonest because they make all these promises and people camp out desperately waiting. Mm -hmm. There is literally a nine-year wait list in Mm -hmm. Santa Monica for free housing. Wow. And in downtown LA, six years ago, it was a two and a half year wait. Now it's much longer. Let's go to Super Chats. If y'all haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel and share the show. Take that URL, post it wherever if you really do like it. Head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members only uncensored show coming up at 11 p.m. or so. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got more to talk about. California and Illinois have declared a monkeypox emergency. And considering the, let's say, adult nature of the circumstances, we're going to have that one be uncensored for all of y'all. But in the meantime, we'll read your super chats. All right. Sam Robinson says, we don't bow down to threats. Here, here. As much as I don't like Nancy Pelosi, China doesn't get to decide when we have someone go and meet with a with a delegation or, or government officials. Did she end up flying there with fighter jet escort? Yep. That was their big yes, issue. Yes, she did. That's why mm-hmm. they're out she had, there. I think she had like four. Well, you know, I think of it from our perspective. If, if China was having delegate meetings in like Tijuana and then they had a bunch of fighter jets fly in, we'd be on high alert too. I would be concerned. Well, and it's about commitment strategies. I mean, if Tim was coming into... DC and I was like and you were meeting with Joe Biden and I didn't like that and I was like well you know what I'm going to get a bunch of people to beat Tim up you know what um, it wouldn't be in his best interest to, to just back down and say oh I'm, I'm going to back down everybody every time someone tries to challenge me I mean no one uh, has addressed diplomacy yet could we try right. better diplomacy yeah I want a video chat with Joe Biden and Xi Jinping I want to watch yes well I mean she was like you play with fire you'll be burned and Biden was like oh that's, I, that, all I that's how say. I imagine it happened. I mean, I, see, he's well, quoted as saying that play with fire, you'll get burned. And we're not trying very hard. <laughs> all right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, dude, have you been taking motivational speaking classes? That 4 p.m. was top notch. We do need more Scott Presslers. We yeah. do need to knock on doors. We need action. I volunteer, volunteer as tribute. At four, I was basically saying the primaries are today. Right. So they're going to be the, 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 the polls are going to be closing soon. Yep. If I don't care what party you represent or whatever. You need to get three of your friends, go out and vote. You need to stop thinking about whether you're going to win or lose and just stand by what you what you believe in and encourage as many people as possible to be involved. Because what I, what I was basically saying is 30 to 40 seat loss for Democrats. The Democrats better get out if they really believe it and get every single person there to vote. And if you're a Republican and you're seeing that, when the enemy is retreating, you don't just say, okay, stop everybody, we're done. No, no, no. You say, route the enemy, charge. Like the Patriot when Mel Gibson had the flag and he's running in. Everything has to be a reference to the Patriot. Mm-hmm. Based Joe says, you can feel the excitement, right? And then I think that's like 25 black flag emojis. I like that they have black flag emojis, you know? Yes, <laughs> I do too. It's very anarchist. <laughs> yeah, I just, I was like, I'm wondering like, why do they have that? Do they, do they not have like black and yellow or black and red? You know? Not yet, not yet. But, but why the black flag? That's really interesting choice for them to make as an emoji, you know? Yeah. Oh, Wow. Waffle Sense, I says, Tim, I, I confirmed 16 friends for 16 votes, all anti-critical race theory, all America first, all base. Now we just wait and see, bro. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You know what? General Election Day, we're going to have like a we're going out for a big major pizza party and then everyone's going to hop on and then we're going to stop over the local voting place and be like, all right, everybody, we're going to just real quick vote. I'm not going to tell you to vote for. I don't like playing those stupid games where it's like, Ian, did you vote? Did you vote for my guy? You really should vote. <laughs> they, they, I just tell people to vote for who I want them to vote for. I'm real, real overt about it. I, I don't, I don't like it. I want people to vote. If you, if you vote for not someone I don't agree with, well, this is the way it works. 
I mean, I'll, I'll make recommendations on who I wish you would vote for, but the Agreed. but the questioning afterwards, the grilling, who did you vote? Ugh. I'm not going to talk to you if you don't. don't uh, you don't need person. to do that. You just need to say, "How do you feel about the American flag?" Interesting. And if you say, "Oh, I love it," be like, "Okay, come you on. can come with me. We're going to vote." <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't do that as a prerequisite or anything. I just think, whatever libertarian, Democrat, Republican, you better be telling everybody you know to go and vote. I'm not telling my Democrat friends that. Vote. <laughs> they need to stay stay home and stay safe and save lives. All right. I mean, considering the threats. But my thing is, like, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to be like, yeah. take your friends. Because the reality is, look, I don't need to. Most people, they watch the show. They're not voting for critical race theory. They're not voting for authoritarianism. They're going to end up voting libertarian or, or Republican or right. something. Well, and, and pay attention to the off-cycle elections, too. I mean, yeah. you have local. some of these school board elections and these other local elections on bonds for the schools where the teachers' unions basically get all of their people to show up, and it's a low-turnout election, so special interests can take over, which is a, another conversation yeah. altogether. Those should be aligned with the general. Strider says, as a proud Missourian, I can confirm I did indeed vote for Eric. One. Oh, <laughs> he was also endorsed by Trump. The one. The yes, Eric. the one, the Eric. Man, Trump is. I wonder if funny. I guy. think when he Trump, my guess is that he was like, I, I endorse Eric, and he forgot his last name, so he's just like, whatever. And then but later the, he heard I there were multiple purpose. Eric's, and he what if, was like, what if, I'm just going to let him sweat. But what if, what if it splits the Eric vote and then someone else wins? No, for real. That's, that's, uh, yeah. He says, Eric. thanks for the advice, Trump. Keep up the amazing work, Tim. You got me into politics. Well, glad, glad to see it. Um, I just want people to be involved, you know? All right, let's grab some more. What do you have here? James Alfred says, Tim, you could be one of the families picnicking at Fort Sumter. Do say it won't happen. They thought the same. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe it'll happen. Maybe, you know, you know, the scary thing about the Pelosi thing is it doesn't need to be a PLA army soldier like running up and going like, uh, Nancy Pelosi. It could be just a crazy Taiwanese yes. guy. Yes. Mm. It could be a Franz Ferdinand type situation. It could be a dumb false flag too. Don't buy the, don't yep. buy the hype. Stay yep. calm. Some some jet gets shot down somewhere on Earth. Don't snap to yeah. firing a missile. There's a, yeah. a guy runs up and yells for the Chinese Communist Party in like North American English. And they're like, well, that's what he said. So, yeah, you got to be careful about this stuff. All right. Corey Bollig says, I've been watching Pop Culture Crisis. It's a chill show and you should check it out. It is a very chill show. If you guys are overwhelmed by the absurdity and, abs and insanity of, of conflict and crisis and politics, you can go watch Pop Culture Crisis and have a laugh as money guns fire money into the air and people talk about video games, movies, and TV shows. Her bit on Ezra, what's his last Ezra name? Ezra Miller. Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. It's very funny. Mary's? Yes. Yeah. Entertaining. Uh, Pop Culture Crisis is a fantastic show. When, uh, uh, we're going to be doing like, we're, we're letting it get into the role, like the, the, the flow of things, mm -hmm. you know, establishing their presence, getting a feel for like how they schedule and time it out. They've been being held hostage because the Super Chats come in so much, they just stick around for everybody. Ah. And then after, probably in a couple of months, we're going to do a big marketing push. We already got Brett and Mary up on Times Square billboards I saw. promoting the show. I saw. So the laser yeah. eyes coming out of the Mary. The laser <laughs> eyes from yes. Mary. I like Mary. Mary restores my faith in Gen Z. I'm like, maybe we're not, <laughs> maybe we're not all doomed. Things That's can turn what, around. Which is on the show where like, she's, she, everyone just, she's a, she's a represent, representative of all Gen Z. This is how they all are. They're all good. I want to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Close your eyes. They're all, they're all good. All right. Let's see. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, folks support Taiwan, but not Ukraine. Why? Chips? I think, I don't know. Do the Ukraine people support Taiwan too? Uh, well, did Hunter Biden go over there and have a job and soak up a bunch of money? And 
There's differences. I mean, we were working with Ukraine on, on certain things, but it wasn't the same as Taiwan. Where, Correct. You know, Taiwan, we've been working with for some time yes. now. And even before the Chinese government fell. I mean, you know. I think that Ukraine has, regardless of what's true, a an air, a vibe of corruption that is yucky. And a lot of people don't like that. And no one is getting that vibe or feeling from Taiwan yet. Legama Thagayan says China faces imminent economic and demographic collapse. It must move now if it is to, quote, become economically developed before becoming demographically old. If they are to make their go, uh, if they're to make their go to be global uh, hegemon or even a superpower at all during the century, they must act now. Yep, that's what I'm saying, right? That's what my concern is. Cal Miller says the invasion of Taiwan would be our generation Falkland war. Economic issues in mm-hmm. Argentina made them decide to invade the Falklands to divert attention from their issues. Nice. Very interesting. Very interesting assessment. That was recent too. that Falkland. What was that? The early 80s when the British 70s. That was nuts. That's really wild. Do you yeah. hear about modern war like that? Man. Rick Remorsen. Lemiskate says World War One, four years. Civil War, four years. World War Two, six years. For the fourth turning to be done by 2028, it's going to have to start this year or next, unless the cycles are getting longer, faster velocity, longer wavelength. Y'all know about the strauss generational theory, right? Yes. So there's four seasons they have every 20 years. Revolutionary War. 80 years later, Civil War. 80 years later, World Wars 1 and 2. Yep. 80 years later. Something. What do we got? Something. So the interesting thing is it goes international conflict in the revolution, internal conflict in civil war, international conflict with the with the World War One and Two. Will it be internal conflict? I'm hoping that it shifts a little bit and what we see is an economic or informa- information mm-hmm. war. Or mm-hmm. space conflict. Or aliens sure, whatever. I'll take it. As long as that's not people killing each other in the streets. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. Let's no, find a different it's conflict. Not. It's It'll be aliens economic. killing people in the streets and humans fighting back. Well, can't they just kill for... them in space? Yes. Okay. Do you remember when the Space Force launched? Yes. And then we saw the uniforms and they were like, they were like a jungle camo or whatever. Yes. The left started making fun of them and posting images of like what their sh- suit should look like. And it was like their suit was like stars and galaxy stuff. And then everyone had to point out to them. The Space Force isn't fighting wars in outer space. And even if they were, they would be in spaceships, not floating around aimlessly in space. (laughs) And even if they were, they wouldn't want to be invisible to their own allies. Like the idea that you would wear space camo is insane. (laughs) The whole thing is insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Space Force itself makes sense. You know, it's like basically we have space technology dedicated to satellites and all those resources. Oh, there's stuff Mm -hmm. already up there. Absolutely. Yeah, what people don't understand is, you know, the the uh, the, the Stargate program and, and the warships that we already have, and uh, we've we've traveled to multiple planets, and but humans will learn of that when the aliens deem it ready. I just think I understand the criticism of camo. Maybe why can't we go navy blue? Yeah, yeah this guy's navy, got a navy blue navy when blue. they're in the navy in water. This Brilliant. is Netflix drops Space Force official poster and official teaser trailer. It shows Steve Carell with like, it looks like the moon, his outfit, and then he's got the moon behind him, so he's camoed into the moon. <laughs> oh, silly, silly. Yeah, they, they all do it. All right. 1776's Life says, economic question for all, what is the better investment in the next 10 years, land or crypto? That's a tough, tough choice, to be honest. Because I would say land or Bitcoin. I would not say land or crypto. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. What do you mean by crypto? Because... Bitcoin, um, 
Look, if you bought Bitcoin when it peaked at 20K like a few years ago, like was it five years ago, and then it collapsed and they all made fun of you, you're still up. If you just held on to it, you're, you're, you're up. It's not 60K like it was. But, but it's still up and but, the dollar is down. Right. Land, however, land is always good. Yeah. So land is, land is good. Land can be taken from you, I guess, you know, under extreme circumstances, especially if you're on Coinbase, your Bitcoin can be taken from you. But uh, the, it's a lot harder. The thing of the thing, the cool thing about Bitcoin, though, is you memorize your wallet, you can flee the country and you still got money in your pocket. Maddie G says, Tim, today is the 58th anniversary of the Gulf of Tonkin incident, August 2nd, 1964. It is. I checked. Yeah, there we go. That's wild. Olivia Angolia says, Tim, would you consider doing billboards in Frederick, Ma- Frederick, Maryland for the education, not indoctrination slate? Let's go. Uh, sure. I don't know anything about it, but OK. I like that phrase. That's mm-hmm. really good. We go to we go to Frederick quite a bit um, or I don't know if it's pronounced Frederick or Frederick, but uh, we're, 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 we're centralizing everything we do in West Virginia and I'm much more concerned with West Virginia Yeah. because the best part was when the cops in West Virginia told me that Maryland is communist and I was like, I like these guys. These are, yeah. these are good cops. Yeah, I like the billboard thing is cool. I need to I need to start having the National Libertarian Party do that. It's mm-hmm. cheap. Like yeah. like in Times Square, obviously it's, it's more right. expensive, but it's actually cheaper than people realize. You know how much it costs for one display on a billboard? Like your, your ad will appear one time in Times Square. It's mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Oh, oh nice. 20 bucks. But um, you have to, you have to, you're like, you have to buy 10. Well, I had such an ordeal trying to get electronic billboards in LA after 2018. They just would, they rejected every single thing I tried. Politics. There's rules about it. So you can't do anything political in Times Square for the most part. Yeah. Oh, and I Mm -hmm. tried making them less political and just liberty, embraced freedom. That kicked me off. Yeah. We we asked our agency if we could do a a billboard on one of the biggest that said Twitter is protecting pedophiles. And they said, no, unfortunately. They said, sorry, we don't allow ads that have anything to do with pedophilia. And I was like, I get it. You know, it is what it is. They were like, you're, we'll let you put up a political message or a message like that's mm-hmm. cultural and social issues, but not that. Intertwine. So education, not indoctrination. We no. could no. we could do a school choice thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my issue was that Twitter locked me out of my account because I legitimately called out real groomers. I wasn't talking about random gay people. Right. There was a photo of someone showing explicit material to children, and they accused that person of being like you know of, of it being the, the entire LGBT community. I'll tell you one thing really funny. Media Matters is losing their minds. Because I made a video saying, obviously, not all LGBTQ mm-hmm. people are groomers. Right. Yeah. The issue is that we have is that some people are groomers and some of those groomers happen to be LGBT and big tech is protecting them. Yeah. So they're trying to get me banned. They're like, how dare he say this? And I'm like, my video no. literally is me saying gay people are yeah. not groomers. You think yeah. they'll cool off on the on the groomer band the, going forward? I they're, mean, they're creating a problem because they are sort of using the LGBT community to provide cover for people who are predators. And it's just a wrong thing to do to gay people, too. That's my, that's my point. And I cited the group Gays Against Grooming. Yeah. Which is... A real group. A, a real group of... of uh, and people I'm friends with who are just like, hey, you know, we're not okay with this. We want we don't want kids to be around some of these things. And uh, this, is, this is politics, man. I think this is why the GOP is up on education. Even Democrats, self-described Democrats, don't... They don't want the schools to, to get into the gender stuff. It's deeply unpopular position. And so you have people run into the middle. Yeah. Pims the Great says, I'm sitting in the hull of an aircraft carrier looking at one, uh, one tool that says made in Taiwan and another that says made in China. Taiwan is its own country, whether the CCP likes it or not. 
Republic of China. Interesting. Jack Bailey says, Tim, should the people who perpetrated Gulf of Tonkin be held responsible for the My Lai massacre? Do you think the massacre would have happened if the war in Vietnam had not had war in Vietnam had not escalated? I am not uh, uh, knowledgeable on Vietnam to uh, to a great degree to, to weigh in on that, to be completely honest. The My Lai massacre was like uh, a bunch of Americans. I don't know, a hundred, couple hundred of them went into a village. And yes. It was yeah. just like they were at their breaking point and yeah. the, the commander, I think it was a captain, started commanded them to start killing kill yes. everyone there's yeah. a really good breakdown of it and the psychological elements of it in a book called um it's by m scott peck the great the people of the lie it's about evil it's a really good assessment and i think based on that that it probably would have happened anyway if not there somewhere else all right uh i will say this too people need to understand the challenge that is uh oh, there's a mosquito now i'm paranoid <laughs> that uh, uh the soviet union was expanding there's, there's real fears about a unipolar yeah. Soviet world. I totally get it. But you don't, I, I just don't think you win by being the evil that you're claiming you're fighting. I against. think yeah. Vietnam was for oil. I still think that they were trying to get Malaysian oil off the coast. Maybe, but the Soviet Union was expanding rapidly. Yeah. And there were real fears about what a communist globe would look like. If the U.S. got isolated out and, and the Soviets ended up taking more and more countries, they would cut us off from all of our supplies and strangle us out. And then you'd have a Soviet authoritarian slave planet. I don't know. It's, 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 it's not so simple, but I'm not a fan of the intervention stuff and especially not a fan of the false flags. All right. Jimmy Kimber says, Uncle Tim, big fan from Australia. Love the show. Even you, Ian. Keep doing you. P.S. Can you convince Lauren Southern to marry me? Cheers, mate. I can't. <laughs> she is married. She is. And she is not here. But, uh, you know, I'm sure Ian appreciates the shout out. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Who was that, by the way? That was Jimmy, Jimmy Kimber. Thanks, James. James. Jimmy. Paul Thongham says, Tim's get out the vote message reminds me of a Simpsons episode where it's Bart versus Martin for class president. Thinking he won, Bart is thanking those who voted for him. <laughs> Turns out no one voted and it was too late. Martin won two to zero. I remember that. Yes. They were like, oh, I didn't vote. And he's like, what? Why? And then Martin got two votes. I'm, I, you know, people keep saying, Ah, oh, the Democrats are going to lose. And I'm like, sure, sure, sure. But isn't that mm. when you charge? Yep. No, no, no. When you, when, when you see the enemy retreating. You're you supposed to charge. Charge. Usually. Because they might be enticing you into a remember, trap. That's true. Yeah. Remember Roe versus Wade was, was recently overturned. And so Democrats are going to right. be very aggressively organizing to, yeah, deal with that. There's that famous story. Of, I think it's a Chuko Liang. Was that his name, Chris? You know the. Yeah, I think that's. He, dude, yeah. he, he knew he was going to lose this battle. So he opened the doors to his fort and then sat on the wall playing a lute. And then when the enemy forces showed up, they stopped thinking it was a trap and then retreated. Nice. <laughs> Hannibal. Brilliant the, old story. The Carth uh, Carthagian, Carthagian, I'm not sure if I pronounce Carthage. Uh, but he, he would do that against the Romans. He was known for he would re retreat and then they would chase him and then he'd come around and flank them from behind. Yep. <laughs> it's like in devastating. The, it's like in The Patriot. I love that movie. It's Absolutely. a really good In movie. this situation, he's I like, feel like they're in a real retreat because the school stuff has been insane the last two years. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no. Just like when, when they're like, you know, Cornwallis is like, is that militia forming at their center? And then they charge in. But then the other side of the hill, they've got yep. more forces waiting for them. They're like, oh, no. That movie's so good. It is really good. It. It's so good. It's really long, too. I just love the scene when he's doing the prisoner exchange. Someone made a meme about it when they were like the year is 2050. It's the second civil war and prisoner exchange is occurring. 
And then they wrote a line where it's like, I don't know their names, but their but their pronouns are Z Zemzer, Z like and then, you know, the line from the movie. And a cheeky fellow who called me a white supremacist bigot. Yeah. Cheeky fellow. A cheeky fellow. All right. What do we got here in the old super chat box? Juicy, uh, was it Juiced Cyber New Type says, President Cortez, China is threatening military action. Again, they must want to date me. That's, that's, that's it. That's our future president. That's right. H Music says, every time someone pushes on AOC for a bad decision, she'll cry in the Oval Office and it, and it will bleed over into her press, press conferences. Good. She'll be the crier in chief. <laughs> she'll be saying, she'll, she'll be doing a press conference and she'll be like, yes, um, Peter from Fox. And he'll be like, you recently implemented a policy, signed a, you know, signed onto a policy, an executive order that does X, Y, and Z. And she'll be like, you just want to date me. Uh. Next, from ABC, same thing. I can't you wait. You just want to date me. You're making this so appealing. Why is everyone trying to date me here? Murph tries DIY, says AOC as president and Alex Stein as Fox News White House correspondent. Oh, <laughs> so End of the world season four. You know, sometimes I feel like we certainly must live in a constructed universe. There must be either we're in a simulation or there is a God because how can this be reality? It's just, it defies probability and logic. Yeah, things follow patterns too readily for this to be Im- improbable. Or It's not random. It's not. Yeah, no, it's like, I don't know, it's a simulation or a construct. Someone or, was saying there's a, a belief plan. that you keep reliving this life until you do it perfectly. Oh, that uh, sounds awful and impossible. Like the best, if you do it the best somehow, like there's a way to do this the best. I feel like I already failed but if you in 2009, but if you don't next time know, maybe, I don't know. If you don't yeah. remember, then, then Do you run out of lives yeah. like Mario? I don't know. Is there a cheat code? Yeah. DMT. Yeah. Yes. So yes, there That's, is. There's ways right. to hack the system. We got it. We got Alex, I think. We got a big old super chat from Charlie Red. He says, 15 years in business, I am losing my retail to Amazon. Luck matters. Check out my book, The Odyssey Effect. I tried to send you a copy. Hypercomputer and Battle Games, also from Kansas. Mahaffle House FT, uh, was it? Mahaffey House for the win. Wish us luck. Good, uh, uh, good luck. AS says, my mom was a teacher in California. Teachers who claimed to care would pass kids, quote, push the problem to someone else. Would get fifth graders who had no schooling and spoke no English. Unions are scum. Yeah. Wow. Debbie... Gary Ferris says, Miss McArdle, I believe that Oregon legalized heroin, but it's backfiring. This is why we have fentanyl in the U.S., because the Mexican cartels were forced to change their strategy to pull a profit. Mm, there's mm. a little more to that story. We should make cartels not legal. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I heard they just arrested like this cartel in like all over the country, Maryland and Washington and all that stuff. Yeah. Stephen Y says, FBI document leaked targeting 2A, flying the Gadsden flag, ANCAPs, etc., Search Project Veritas, MVE, Militia, Violent Extremists. I saw this. It's crazy. When they're, when they're saying the Gadsden flag is extremist, I'm like, Virginia issues Dude. those license plates. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's a bumper sticker you can buy on Amazon. That's so crazy. We have it. Like, there's a skateboard, pro skateboarder who has painted his mini ramp with the Gadsden flag on it. It's like, it just means leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> a bunch alone. of them. It's... Normal. We, we made little patches that say, don't snake me, bro. I it's like a skateboarding it. thing. Like, like when you cut someone off and jumped your turn. Yep. Yeah. Don't snake me, bro. We got to get those boards made. We're trying to, uh, what, I shouldn't say trying, we are working towards launching a skate shop. The uh, good news is the new facility has started construction. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
So hopefully they say two weeks until the building's done. Then the internals, insulation, mm-hmm. HVAC, the can studio you, building. Can you share where that's where that's at? It's in West Virginia. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that far away. It's just we have way more space. So we're going to have a big acreage. And then we have Chicken City here. And then we have Cocktown there. Are there a lot of skateboarders in West Virginia? No. Okay. Because I was at a Libertarian Party event there earlier this year. And we were at a bike shop. And it was not... It was a little more, you know, like X Games than than your typical bike shop. I, I thought it was interesting. So there's some sort of well, if it was if it was like um, like BMX yeah. kind of bike stuff, then they're doing tricks. And if if it was like a road bike, yeah, place. no, it was like BMX stuff. Yeah, it was interesting because there's clearly an appetite for that sort of culture in West Virginia. Oh yeah, everywhere, everywhere. We're excited. I was told by these big companies, if you build it, they will come. Okay. So like we're putting together this big in, in uh, indoor skate park. For, we're gonna be filming. We're going to create a channel called Free Domestan where we film action sport exploits and stuff. And I've already got a bunch of pros that are interested in coming out, which is really cool from all different disciplines, scooting, bikes, mm-hmm. blades, skateboarding. So we're going to have we're going to have really fun stuff. Jumping through flaming hoops and oh, things that like that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Airbags, foam pits. We're building a lateral auto belay. It's called, Do you know, what an auto belay is when you're rock climbing, you have a, a yes. belay, an auto belay. Just you just go down slowly automatically. Yes. A lateral one can roll on a track. So you can go full speed, launch in the air, and then go super high and then slowly lower down. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so it's for just like, for fun. For fun. Yeah, we're going to do funny stuff with it. Didn't they have a push to get rid of their state income tax? They're doing session? it right now. They're still, they're still trying. Hey, man, West Virginia, I knew it was going to be a good place for go. business. Education the, freedom, business freedom. The governor now says he wants to cut income tax by like, he, he wants to uh, cut it down and eventually eliminate it altogether. But it's the state legislature that's blocking yes. it. Yes. The governor's like, but he's, I think he's a billionaire. Like, what? So it's like three quarters majority Republicans in the, in the house in West Virginia. Or but something? West Virginia still has this weird element, you know, yeah. they, they have critical well, race theory in their schools. They do have a weird element. Uh, there are some libertarian candidates. I can't remember his last name right now, but they're, they're actually making a lot of ground right now in their state assembly races. I'm looking at it more as a becoming the house minority party, not the majority. So that's mm-hmm. the approach I take. All All right, right. I'm going to grab one more super chat here, and it's from Brian David, who says, aliens. Mm. And that's it. If you haven't already, my friends, would you smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, head over to TimCast.com, because we're going to be talking about the latest declaration of emergencies in two different states over monkeypox. There was a viral trend on Twitter where they said that it was airborne. It is not. But we're going to talk about that and considering the adult nature of the story. We'll make this one uncensored. You can uh, smash the like button to support the, uh, support the show, uh, subscribe, share it. You can follow us at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Angela, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah. If you want to join the Libertarian Party, please go to lp.org and join. You can find out all of my crazy insurgency political strategies and rage against drag queen story hour at patreon.com forward slash Angela McArdle. Right on. Corey? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at, at DeAngelis Corey. And if you want to help us at the American Federation for Children to fight for education freedom, you can go to educationfreedompledge.com. Uh, thanks for coming. Always great to see you guys. I'm Ian Crossland. You follow me at iancrossland.net. You can uh, get in touch with me through social media that way. Uh, check you later. Hey, thanks for watching. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me like, more, Chris. Chris. Say, say, say peace out. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you all over at timcast.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.